All right. I guess we'll start you in right away, right? Of course, yeah, yeah. Okay, today's show, um, we're back here again. I want to start with the food for thought. Um, what is an artist? Artist is, uh, artist is someone who's a warrior who takes a seed of an idea mm-hmm. and takes it somewhere and gives it life. That magic of creating something, giving life to a non-living is an artist. Um, why I say that, we have a special guest today who's an artist. Um, and... He is a friend who, and he is also a po- our Lilt podcast veteran. He was our first, first ever special guest, and he's back on our show again for season two. Sam Brown, welcome to the show, man. Of course, happy to be here. Cheers, Cheers buddy. Cheers, and congratulations to a very successful season Thank you. two. Thank man. you. Thank Honestly, you. it's been great. Who knows where season three is gonna go? Honestly, you I've been looking know. at your show, and it's just it's just Thanks, on the man. up and up. Like you've been having interesting guests. Yeah. From the goal is to kind of promote talent out of Toronto. And I think we're missing that mm-hmm. as, as a city uh, where there's no um, platform where they just promotes local businesses or even just like any art, you know, it can be just artists, it's anything, right? Um, yeah, Toronto's one of those like places. I think like everywhere I've been, at least music industry speaking, yeah. Toronto's one of those places where people are very much into themselves, what they're doing, how yeah. they can move to the next level. So it's, it's very rare to find, I think, people who are just open to working for the sake of working, yeah. right? Yeah. And the sake of just making art, yeah. Yeah. whether it works out or not. And I'm, I'm a big proponent of that. I like working with anybody. You make classical music, yeah. you do jazz, whatever you do. I just like to be around it. I think that's uh, a good artist because it kind of motivates you in a different way. Mm-hmm. Maybe because you're because as an artist you get bored of things so much quicker I this yeah. first that's yeah. my personal opinion when you see something new you get, it's a refreshing right feeling it's like a, you, you feel like okay you want to create again you yeah. want to do something new again right more, more than just doing something new I just love being surrounded by just people doing like yeah. in their element you know when I mm. find someone who's in their element and a, a great example of this is one of my close friends Salu he just starred in a motion picture it just premiered at the Berlin Film Festival, so big congrats to him. He started alongside Jesse Eisenberg, uh, Adrian Brody, so he just walked that red carpet, and it's one of those things. He he messaged me, and he said that when we met in Los Angeles, we just gravitated towards each Mm -hmm. other, and that's what artists do. You really, you realize that once you start going out and meeting more and more people. If, if you're real, like real recognizes real oh, and you sure. just gravitate. So to see him from when I met him, he had just done a couple episodes for Tyler Perry. Uh, he just uh, and this is a shout out to Salou. So like big, big yeah. ups to him. He just did uh, four episodes for HBO's TV wow. show, Barry. That's a, and now to walk the great. red carpet with Brody is like that's huge. That's huge. T- to see my peers and to see my friends achieve that, those sort yeah. of things is super proud. Is so, he like, also a musician? Or he, he loves music. music. Okay. He's, he doesn't make any music, okay, but he okay. loves, he loves music. Loves music. And that's probably why you guys connected and that's how you guys connected. Yeah, so right? I actually, uh, when I went to Los Angeles, I was staring, I was staying at his Airbnb. I didn't even know him, okay. right? I didn't know he was an actor any of that sort of stuff so I shared a room in his house with him and the very first night uh, we, we uh, like we saw just like this small mouse or like some small animal inside of his house so he's like you gotta help me chase this shit out <laughs> right so we chased it out took us about like 10 minutes of running around it to get it out of his place yeah, yeah. and then we sat on his stairwell and I was just showing him demos of my music and ever since then with him it's, it's been a it's been a great connection to have. Oh, wow. so like to see him 
go walk the red carpet Berlin. He brought his mom out. His mom got oh, to walk the red carpet the with him. Like it's it's just wonderful. So honestly, just like big ups to him. Like you got to show love when you can show oh, love. For sure, and man. yeah, super proud of that. That's awesome. When you see that, I, I personally think you get motivated to do more, right? He is someone who like motivates me through and through like just i spent maybe two weeks with him and this dude's work ethic like he's up at 3 a.m and he sleeps at like midnight right he sleeps three hours a day hits the gym right in the morning like i'll wake up around 10 right when i was in la this dude was already finishing an hour on the peloton and while he's on the peloton he reads right he reads uh, all these like movie magazines and scripts and all that like just to see see that work ethic and that's something that stayed with me you know if you want to be yeah. the top of the top you know sh- sharks are born swimming yeah yeah, yeah. Right? it's a lifestyle it's, thing. A lifestyle. it's not a it's not a hobby or anything like that it's a lifestyle and thing. he showed me like I, I was so young going into this game right yeah. just a, just a year ago I'm still 21 and I've had a lot of early success and honestly you get a little jaded initially right because you're like people are ready to work with me I'm I'm recording with the best of the best equipment. I, yeah. I've had great success on my songs. I've done shows yeah. and I've toured around all all of North America. So you get a little jaded, and honestly, like my work ethic was probably not where it needed to be. Yeah. I, I got very lucky and very blessed. And then you realize that you want to keep those blessings in your life. And to see this man work at the mm-hmm. level he worked, it's uh, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I got to go and reevaluate yeah. myself. Well, also, success is addicting. So once you smell it, you want more of it, mm-hmm. and that makes you work hard. I, I find that a lot of people that are successful, the reason why they work so hard is because they smell it once, it's like so good that you keep wanting it, right? No one no one likes to fall gracefully from the top. Very little people yeah. can do it, like who uh, have reached the pinnacle of success, who have reached that number one star status. I mean, you look at it, Whitney Houston when Mariah Carey came into this mm. scene completely ruined herself right that's when she started having that downward spiral in life then it's one of those things where no one is able to just gracefully let go you always say age gracefully fade into the limelight gracefully like all the time right but but not like right away there's rare cases where it's like yeah and like talking about Toronto artists like you you wonder like how how someone like Drake is gonna respond to that because he's getting old right at the certain point and he's not the type of dude who likes to pass a torch yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. No. Like his his whole brand is signing people and then getting them to make songs. Songwriting, for him. right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's one of those things. I'm I'm excited to see. I feel like uh, music's going in an interesting direction. I think people now, after a long, long, long time in music, are getting inspired to take more risks to be yeah. a little more yeah. honest again with music. Because for a long time, like the past five years, and I'm not saying there hasn't been songs that have broken whatever mm-hmm. path or precedent that's been set for them, but for a long time, it's it's been mainly the same and yeah. you see people are getting the bored of it has been pretty, yeah yeah people want more and i, I find um streaming people I, this is my observation of like the game itself it's like people are getting addicted to obviously tiktok music mm-hmm. and, and streams yeah those are the two buzzwords i hear every artist say mm-hmm. but is that really feeding them i feel like that's not really feeding the, an artist right now because radio plays are getting overrated and uh-huh uh, and that's where the money came and also I could be wrong here but also tours made you money right merchandise so tours merch, yeah. merch too as well right so it's yeah. like I found I find the the education that needs to be given down from a, from a artist that's successful in the city mm-hmm. that communication is very lacking in Toronto like yeah. that that's not if you, yeah. go, if, if you go to New York or if you go to LA those artists really look out for each other oh, I, I find that like the 
Yeah. And another guy in New York, Henny Mack, yeah, yeah. put he me would, on from mm-hmm. the from the jump. Like that's the thing. When when I go out of Toronto, just walking around, just performing, I'll do a show and I'll have so many people come up to me, right? Say, Oh, I wanna we're hosting a show here, come to New Blue, perform there, right? Oh, I'm hosting a cipher, we'd love to see you out there, come to my that's cipher. Awesome. Yeah. Right? Participate in it. Over here you don't have that. You don't have things like community hosted ciphers that are happening. Down at Queens Park, sure. no, right? No. In New York, it's every we need, week. We need in New York, it's every week. That. Yeah, and you know, I was there, and I was, I was talking to Henny Mac. I was like, "Yo, they don't really do this in my yeah. part of town, yeah. right?" And he's like, "Why don't you? Why don't you go do it?" But yeah. it's one of those things where it just like that's not the the mindset of people. Like, Who's gonna show yeah. up to the cipher yeah. in Queens Park? Like me, and then like I'll be alone there with a the boombox. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I might as well go busk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's tough because I mean I I, I I actually see that in Toronto we need that we need that like something where like people are performing a lot and there are some things I'm seeing some change actually mm-hmm. not to be fair like I've seen some um, places and I, I will tag them for artists that are listening in right of I'll tag those places but I've been seeing a lot of my friends who have been performing at these like events where a lot of artists show up and they they, um, they hear other people's music and mm-hmm. I've been to one show where it's um uh, where it's all artists and there's like maybe like five to six singers that are just like performing their new songs mm-hmm. and new singles testing it out see how the, the crowd is how reacting the crowd reacts, right? 100%. before they release it and it, it was pretty cool to see when I saw that I was like man we need more of this of course guess where what this this whole thing was hosted it was hosted at like a a, um, a store like a cannabis store yeah how cool is that like at a, like you know it's off off hours like yeah, after, yeah after hours and it's yeah. like that's where they're hosting it and it was so, so so cool to see that right music's become just very passive right people mm-hmm. like through streaming right yeah. it's just streaming has made music such a passive experience yeah. where it's one of those things where you'll just say hey Siri shuffle my playlist and It'll just shuffle your songs for you. Yeah. It's uh, is gone. Is gone from the days where, uh, you know, you had to go look through your collection, pull mm-hmm. out a record, pull out a CD, and yeah. put it in. Th- that's a that's a different way of experiencing music. You know, to go True. get a gramophone and then to yeah. buy like seventy eight records and listen to it off. And of I think that. it was a different vibe too when you when you go to your friend and be like, hey, let me put you on on this guy. Yeah, yeah, I discovered. yeah, yeah. That was a different yeah, kind when of like. Yeah, you up in your car and you pull yeah, out your yeah. mixtape CD and you yeah. throw it in there. You know what I mean? Put you on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that was a different you. vibe, right? Yeah, music's now <laughs> it's like yeah, like TikTok songs. And you know, there's a place for it, of course. But I just feel like music's yeah. in, in, not in a very optimistic place. You know, I just feel like. There's not many real problems in the world, right? Mm-hmm. There's not, there's no wars really going on, right? Uh, yeah. There's no real conflict, especially like for us here in Toronto. There's no mm-hmm. conflict, and you see that reflected in the music. When times are hard, music is very optimistic, mm-hmm. and then when times are not hard, music right. is not optimistic. Yeah. I guess with COVID, um, a lot of people did make a lot of music during that time because yeah. it was a bad time. Right? Yeah. So you're right about. And that. you see the happiest, the happiest sounds come from when people are suffering yeah. the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what people need to hear. To so hear, yeah. music is very. Uh, very, very true, actually. Yeah. yeah. What's new with you? I wanna, I wanna know. Like, um, so there was, um, you went to New York recently that I kind of mm-hmm. remember you talking about. Yeah, we, we were there pretty much at the same time for a little bit. We just yeah. didn't get to see yeah. each other. Yeah. yeah. No I way. wish I did. I mean, I, I love the vibe there it was nice to just walk around the city mm-hmm. you feel something you feel like new york's alive yeah, yeah. it's like alive. It's, it's wonderful and you know when you come back to toronto you feel that you're like okay there, there are big buildings here there's a it's a simulation of new york dude it's but in a different way over here i i uh i don't really like living in toronto anymore if i'm being yeah. quite frank and i love this city the city's done the most for me i met trevor james anderson who is yeah. who is my guy when it comes to recording me the man understands me completely but in terms of just like living here i see so many people 
they're kind of like zombies nowadays, you know? They're just kind of walking. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that really motivates me is to, is to not be that. Like, freedom is very important to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, what does freedom mean? It, it means to be able to do whatever you want. Like, to live a true human experience. The human experience now, I feel like, has kind of been diluted to, you know, you wake up, you go to work. And in Toronto, this, there's no city where it rings more true that either people wake up and go to school and then they, like, drink a little bit and go to yeah. sleep. Or they wake up, they go to work, and they come home, drink a little bit, and go to sleep. Most clubs are closed on Tuesdays to Thursdays, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. There's, right. Not, there's not many outings. Like, if you ever, on a Tuesday night, you're like, fuck it, I want to go out. Yeah. Like, I want to go. What are you gonna do? Places. No, <laughs> it's funny because I actually went out yesterday to get get dinner with a the, with a friend, and uh, we were supposed to go to uh, Good Sun, which is a really good one of our favorite restaurants mm-hmm. that we go to always. And we when we got there, it was closed. It was Tuesday, night, and I'm like, why is it closed at seven p.m.? It's a it's a simulation. Like people, <laughs> it's a simulation, <laughs> man. People are living. <laughs> People are living like life doesn't matter. Like there's not a time limit mm. on here. And you know, that's one of those things where I think, yeah, once you start feeling success, like once, you know, you do your first show or what, whatever passion you have in life, once you figure that out, you're lucky enough to figure that out at a young age, you owe it to yourself to go kill it. Mm. You know what I mean? Whatever age, like you, you found your passion just recently, mm-hmm. right? What a shame it would be if you didn't go follow Dude. it. Dude, and I'm, that's what I'm, and it, I think it's, you know what I think about when I think about that? I'm like the reason. The reason why I'm chasing these, like I'm doing podcasts. I'm doing even. Uh, I'm doing like a little short film kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Too, writing that right now too, uh, and I'm doing a lot of music now. Right. Um, the reason why I'm doing that while I'm having a, a nine to nine to five corporate job is because I felt that simulation. I, I felt I don't numb. know how the fuck you balance it. Dude, to be, to I, be it's, quite it's frank, a, it's a lot of it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I get less sleep, but yeah. but I'm doing it. Because I, I want to sustain that, right? It, it won't almost like I'm getting that money. I'm investing into myself. Reason being, mm-hmm. reason being, I thought about this. If I'm old as fuck and I'm on my deathbed, and I'm thinking, I wish I did this. That's not a life I want. It's a have. shame. It's a shame, and that's that's what keeps me make, taking these risks. Even like, bro, I'm like late. Like I'm like almost thirty, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, I don't give a fuck. That's a perception, and especially you know, like at it's your age, like once thing. you once you started that corporate career, like you've been like I've known you for a long time. Yeah. Like I don't know if the people watching know this, but like I've known you for a long mm-hmm. time since I was a little kid. You know what I mean? And I I know exactly like your path. Like for a long time, yeah. you were set in in a very like in a very corporate path. Yeah, right? for that's, sure. That's exactly what you wanted to do. You had those goals. You went to school. You yeah. did your CPA of stuff, course. all of that, yeah. and then you you worked this corporate job, mm-hmm. and then you know when you when you find that passion late in life, it's hard. It's hard to so, it's hard to really bet on yourself, you know. I was lucky enough where I was, I was like thirteen years old, and that's yeah. all I wanted to do. I think that was a blessing for you in a way that's clear. It was clear for you. So what? I, from my side, can I be honest? I think it was always there, mm-hmm. and I just left it because I did make okay. So to be a, I made a whole ass album when I was sixteen years old, mm-hmm. and I did put it on um, mixtape.com and yeah. all that shit back in the day. SoundCloud, I remember LimeWire and all that shit. Yeah, right back in the day. <laughs> Um, boywanda.net I don't know it's like a boy you know Boywanda yeah, yeah, right? of course of so his course. site promoted it and yeah. like did it a whole page on me so as a 16 year old that's a lot and I had a one radio play it was like a Fiji radio that fucking played my record which still is a radio play shout out Fiji <laughs> right so I mean I did cool shit like this wasn't like crazy small wins but it was something that I did I made a whole ass professional album went to a studio and made it right mm-hmm. and it was all original music which I feel like it was always there, and it was the best time of my life when I did that, right? What and made you? What made you want to go like, like okay, yeah, like not part do of it, it, part of it, sure, like n- not even not do it, because I get it. You know, you're growing up, and 
a lot of people are telling you like this is what you got to do this is how you have mm. a secure life this is yeah. like you owe it to yourself to make sure that you're uh like you're following the correct yeah. path yeah. you know what i mean yeah. to make sure you're secure and financially stable all that shit what made you because you started bro once you already had that job and for me yeah. the reason why i've never taken like university very seriously or and i, I do well in it but i've never taken it seriously and the reason is because I've always thought if I take that shit seriously, and you know, I had a conversation yeah. with my with a close buddy of mine, the guy who I live with, and he's like a brother to me. And he's always asking me like, why, why do you not take anything other than music seriously? And even there's been moments in life where I've not taken music seriously, but I've never taken, I never went back to school. Like, oh, like, okay, yeah, I really want to take yeah, yeah. university seriously. Because sometimes, as an artist, dude, you just you just stop kind of believing in yourself every now and then, yeah. right? But I've never once been like, okay, you know what, I'm gonna go. To UFT, and I'm really, really, really going to try hard in my Trans classes. Because yeah. I've always thought, if I do that, and then, you know, I graduate, and then I go to law school, med school, whatever fucking yeah, school yeah, yeah. after that shit, yeah. then it's done. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot There's a lot that's jumping out, and I'll tell you why. Okay. So, the reason why I didn't early age, because, like, okay, so in high school, it was like, oh, you're a brown rapper? <laughs> it was like, that was what was driving me. I want to prove you guys wrong. Yeah. I want to do this shit. I want to prove you guys wrong. So I made a whole ass album. Everybody liked it. Mm-hmm. All those guys shut the fuck up. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. I did There's my something. thing. Something. I, did, I did something. Yeah. Right? But then, what's next? Yeah. Right? What's How far next? am I going to take yeah. this? And, and I saw, I don't, this is, this is me also. And I'm being, I'm being very vulnerable when I talk about this. It's like, because I, I kind of like had this, like, I, I talk to myself a lot. And I, I've had this like thought to myself, like, why did I not do this mm-hmm. earlier? The reason being, I was scared, bro. I was really scared. I was like, do I take this risk? <laughs> it's a scary... Bro, like... Tell me I, 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 No, seriously. I have so much respect for all my friends that made music and I just like they dedicate their life to that early because it's a brave fucking thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. It is so fucking brave and I didn't have it in me to do that right away because I reached that... It also, there's other reasons why I kind of left it. It's like, that's one of them because I was not brave enough at mm-hmm. that time. Um, also, because... Because I was good in school and I was okay doing good, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll do this and I'll do it later on. And I started to get anxiety with music. I don't know if you feel that too, but I was pretty young. I was 16 year old. I did pretty good on the album. I'm like, what's next? But that was eating me inside. Mm-hmm. Like, am I good enough? That anxiety was killing me, and that took away the fun of music for me. So every time I was making music after that, I was feeling anxious, not excited and happy mm-hmm. and that's why i was like you know what i'm gonna take a break from it i'll songwrite maybe i'll go um, help my friends when they produce i'll just say yeah jam like, out catch with a them, vibe catch a yeah. vibe help them produce or whatever right i'll still do it as a as a hobby where okay whenever i feel that creative buzz come in I, i'll go hang out or write a song mm-hmm. i still wrote a lot of songs while i was kind of in there but i didn't ever release anything yeah i just did it for myself but i think once i did once i kind of reached a point where i was like okay I'm gonna, I have, I'm a manager. I, I've earned that like corporate ladder. I've mm-hmm. earned it. I've, I've done almost everything. I've checked all the goals uh, academically. Yeah, like if you wanted like, to, you could just keep coming. Yeah, the and I was ladder. like, okay, what's next? Like I'm bored as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like I'm making decent amount of money to sustain as a single man in, in Toronto. Yeah. Like, but what's next? Is this the life I want for myself? Once, and I think COVID obviously helped with that, like where, that realization where it kind of brought me back to my roots music. I started picking, I learned, started learning uh, how to play a piano, right? Mm-hmm. That was the start of everything for me. Yeah. That's, Just picking dude, up that keyboard. Honestly, dude. And I took classes. I went to school, music school, 
went to a, a one-on-one sessions with a, a singer, started training my vocals with it because I, I realized that's all I, I always wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to like do that. Like learn how to play keyboard, uh, piano and learn how to sing. That was like my like passion. Why yeah. didn't I do that? So when I started doing that while I was working during COVID, I was like, bro, I'll just do it. And in, the, in a matter of a year, dude, that turned into like, I think something just like turned and I was like, you know what? I want to do this. I want to keep doing this for life. Like I don't give a shit what I do and how I manage it. I want to keep doing mm-hmm. it. Like whatever comes out. And of so it. like yeah. I started like seeing other artists like I would come see you sometimes and help you like just be in the sessions with you yeah. or whatever help write or whatever just to get inspiration like I want to get back into this that was my way of like kind of getting back into yeah, this 100%. taking it serious and investing time into it right yeah. and now I think I've found a new a new journey like a whole ass new journey I make Punjabi music now bro oh yeah and it's sick like I've never felt so confident as an artist and I have like when I when I like when I when I tell you this I was like I actually worked on my skill, bro. Like I actually went to a coach mm-hmm. for a whole year, went to a fucking like a guruji, like yeah, who sings style, on a course. fucking yeah. harmonium, yeah. dude. He, I learned how to play a harmonium. I learned the whole Indian way of singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm doing that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, I learned that. Sh- like I'm learning that. I'm learning way more like rags and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm practicing every fucking single day. I'm going at it. It's been yeah. like seven, you have eight a harmonium. Months. Dude, yeah, and, and I'm going at it, bro. Oh, for like, fuck. and now I'm writing Punjabi music, and I'm kind of also using my uh, hip hop and urban kind of style on it. And I'm like, bro, this is like all I wanted to do ever. And yeah, when you when you find something that's true to you, it's it's a fucking blessing. Dude, and I when I play this shit, you'll be like, okay, I see why you like I, it. But I need to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need and, to hear it after this. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'll play you, and it's honestly. I wouldn't want to do anything else. Like that's how I feel about this right now. That's wonderful. Honestly, yeah. there's there's so much music out there. You know, there's there's so many different types of music. It's uh it's kind of sad like the mainstream's been so so hellbent on just keeping one style alive. Yeah, yeah. And I think Punjabi music is up next, man. We we see a lot of they're doing numbers and I feel like um like even even Drake rapping Sidhu and like mm-hmm. wearing a jersey of Musawala mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like all that stuff and like I feel like we're going through a, a, a Indian, even Indian hip hop and even just like Punjabi music in general is going through a shift that's like, that's next up. And we have the numbers, man. India is 1 billion plus. 1 billion plus, bro. It's like, a, so uh, we, it's we, a crazy amount of people there. Yeah, right? Yeah. And like, when, when Diljit did, um, who was one of my idols, Diljit, um, he did a song with Tory Lanez. Mm-hmm. I was like, Tory got favorite. Like that's, Tory got numbers. Cause like. He's gonna get played by a billion people. He just people. got bodied in that yeah. song, like in terms of just like verse quality. Yeah. like he got bodied in yeah. that song. But you get what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah. It's like, like Tory. That's a favor for Tory, not the other way around. So oh. that's a shift of thinking, in 100%, general, 100%, right? 100%. Like, you realize like, it's just it's population, it's numbers game, right? At yeah. the end of the day, music's a numbers game. When you look at it in, through that lens, and there's no more. There's there's so many people in Asia, right, who just yeah. rock and roll. And music and and obviously like you know how you were telling me that you're you're doing a different type of music now or you're just like experimenting. That's how I got to this. Yeah. I was experimenting. And you know what? I was like, I'm never into Punjabi music, but I listen to so much. Mm-hmm. Why not? I did it and I was like, this is it. <laughs> For me it's honestly it's uh I've been trying to turn a new chapter because I feel like I got very comfortable in what I okay. was making. Yeah. And I got, you know, like there's only so much of that shit I can fucking make. And honestly, yeah. I'll be honest, it's not very challenging to make the songs I was making. Yeah. At least, like, not for me personally. I know people hear my music and they, they feel like, oh, like, 
is great, and I, I enjoy it. Like I, I'm not disappointed yeah. or ashamed of any song I've made, even fucking loving you, which like I can't listen to, but like <laughs> I'm still proud of it. You know what I mean? But it's one of those things. As as hanging around like a a collective in Los Angeles, collective like usually you see it's like a bunch of a bunch of friends, mm-hmm. right? Lived in a house in. Uh, San Jose together, and you know they they were lucky enough to take me in for a while, and for that I'll forever be grateful. But um, I don't know things things were going on where I got close to these people, and then you know you start trusting people like oh like let's make some music together. Uh, I I flew out the videographer from that group to Toronto mm-hmm. about a year ago now, and you know I used a lot of resources on a video right like I, I fucking booked a stable horses. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Churchill Downs video just dropped, so I got very inspired from that. I was like, let's get some horses. So I got a bunch of studs arranged, bought a motorcycle. We did yeah. some shots on the motorcycle, like all that shit. And then you know, it was through uh, when the videographer came down here. You, you, you start realizing it's a when when there's a, a break off in the collective, right? Uh, he starts talking a lot of shit about all those members in that collective. Oh man. Right? He starts going like uh, X did this and X acts like this and Y Y is not motivated yeah. and all this shit. Suddenly it's like like you guys were like brothers when I came down to see you. Right? Yeah. And I don't there's no love lost for me. I don't know you guys like that. I spent like they were lucky enough to take me in for two months. God bless. We recorded a couple of songs together. I helped them write. Uh, they helped me write. Like it was it was very mutual yeah. of that. So there's no love lost to me. It's like, you know, you guys are your collective and I don't know it's just like it's one of those things where uh, he came through talked all this shit and I'm not gonna mention names just cause I'm not that but um like if, if they're watching this they know exactly what I'm talking about right and and thing is I have a fucking problem with all of them because uh I've been doing a lot of shows I'm very young these guys are a lot older than me right three four years yeah. older than me into the game and it sucks that they never got the love I got because I, I truly think they deserve it. I think they're fantastic artists. Yeah. I think they have a, a spot in the industry. Mm-hmm. I, I think all of those things, but I think the way they go through music, it, it's very it's very different than I want to go through music, right? They're very comfortable chilling together, you know, smoking up some weed and then just, just fucking music, making yeah. some music. And that's a part of it. That's yeah. always a part of music. But the fact that this guy came, spent two months with me in my apartment, I hosted him, all of that stuff. He won't even fucking pick up my call now, right? Because he went back there. The guys did some show, all of that. You got a little confidence from a show. And then he sent me a fucking paragraph like I was his girlfriend, bro. So Something about how like he just did a show. And then he doesn't uh, respect how I get my bookings done. And then like all of these things. The Dude, switch up, right? Like that's the thing. In this I industry... like. The video's all done and everything. Bro, he shot this video, stayed at my place. Uh, so the thing is, his fucking girlfriend broke up with him and he's a mess. So I told him, come down me. Well, I'll get you out of that rut. Which I was successful in doing. Because the way you get out of a rut is you fucking throw yourself into something. Yeah. Right? Just do something new. New place. Exactly. Come down to Toronto. We'll yeah. shoot a video. You know what? I was fun, like, yeah. I was even like, don't even fucking shoot a video. Just come yeah. down here and hang out. But I was making music. And so he got very inspired. And he said, you know what? I want to shoot a video for you. He's doing, he's shooting this video all while he's doing this. He's fucking slandering his quote unquote brothers. You know what I mean? He's saying that, um, uh, the main guy who hosted me, he's talking mainly about him. He's saying that he, he doesn't motivate him. He doesn't do this, that he's has his own head up his ass. Yeah. Uh, he's very judgmental, all these things to me. It's wild. Cause if you're saying that about your brother, what are you saying about me? Yeah. You know what I mean? What are you saying about oh, the next person? I was going to say that to you right now. Right. I was like, you just. Went there as a guest. Imagine mm-hmm. what they say about you. Right? Exactly, yeah. and that's the thing. It's uh, 
these dudes like hang out in Discord all day, yeah. right? And just fucking circle jerk each other, you know, like saying, oh, like this is hard, this is hard, this is hard. But as soon as one of those dudes comes down to me, hangs out, there's no influence of those guys. It's just shit talking, yeah. right? This, this feels like a reality show, bro. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then when they go back, yeah. uh, he's probably fucking ashamed of what he said about his friends. Yeah. So then, yeah, they, they book a show. And listen, I, I don't mean to talk shit. Any show is good. And God bless. You know what I mean? I'm happy. I'm proud. Like I said, these guys have a spot in the industry. I truly believe that if they get their shit together, right? But that's, you got to be accountable to yourself. But he did a show. And okay, it's gonna sound like shit, but fuck it. It's uh, he did it without a stage. Like there's just like a fucking projector behind him. Did yeah. a, did a show. Had like twenty people. You know, it's just like friends and family type shit yeah. going yeah. on. You yeah. know what I mean? And he does that, and then just your your head, his head gets inflated. He texts me. I don't have the text anymore, but he texted me this like paragraph of like just talking shit on me, talking shit on the types of shows I do, talking shit on on my streams, right? Yeah. Like part of the reason I have so many streams is because the university I go to, I go to the University of Toronto, they playlisted me on all of their academic playlists. So I, that's how I got my first big push. Right? So Phil, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. And so that's he, organic. So exactly. So, so he's talking shit on that. Um I had an article written about me, right? Third party article. I had nothing to do with this article, yeah. right? And uh, one of the guys, his name is Long Nights. You can go look at the article. I honestly don't give a shit anymore. But his name is Long Nights, and he, he wants to go, like, I don't know, like, through this, like, mysterious angle. Like, he wants to be known as a band, or he wants to be known as, like, this mystery. I had nothing to do with the article. He featured on my song Crucify. And, yeah, the whoever wrote this article mentioned him as, like, a singular entity, right? Mentioned them as a... Uh, like being a male vocalist and dude it's an article written by some third party and he's texting me that i'm damaging his brand what brand do you have when you have 20 monthly listeners yeah for real and you're kind of just coming up right now so you can build your brand like it but that's the thing yeah, the yeah, mindset's yeah. completely wrong yeah, yeah, yeah. what brand like i'm not worried about my yeah. brand i'm worried about music I mean, that's some petty, petty shit like it's just like he's trying to get back and just say some shit. dude if i called him right now this man yeah. it's been almost a year since he shot this yeah. stuff he has not sent me a message Saying, you know, even if he was like, you know what, I don't feel like editing it, but here's all the video I shot for you, go yeah. get it edited by somebody. Yeah, yeah. That's respect. That's more professional. Uh -huh. than, yeah. That's respect. But the fact, dude, I call him, yeah. no response, no text response. He's posting on Instagram, all of these things. It's just, you gotta be a man about these things. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's fucked up. But that's the, that's the industry, and you realize you don't trust people, right? And you gotta work with professional people. I guess almost that's. That's like the struggle of an independent independent artist mm -hmm. at this point, you know. Yeah. And it's, like, it's who do you really trust, right? Yeah, it's one of, it's one of those things. There's no love lost. Like I like I said, I truly believe that these guys have a spot in the industry, and they took me in, right? And I'll never be ungrateful for that. But in terms of how how things are handled, mm -hmm. right? And this part of me wanted to turn on you, Leaf. Honestly, when you asked me to come on, and I was very down to do it, it's because. I wanted to get all of this stuff out just so I can yeah. I can move on because I'm making new music and I'm shooting new videos. All of those things. It's okay. Things happen. Yeah. How many people are gonna fuck you over in this industry? It's whoever you let. Yeah, that's that's bars actually. Yeah, <laughs> it's bars, bro. <laughs> like, it's whoever you let. Everyone's yeah. in it for themselves, and yeah. it's it's these guys who uh, I spent three months with them in San Jose, another two months with them in Los Angeles. Yeah. This guy came down after his girl broke up with him. She thought it was a more of a bond and it was real more than like just. Whether that's the case or not, there, yeah. there should be some mutual respect in that. But that's the thing. This is a heartless game. It is. It's a heartless it's game. Tough. It's and tough out there. It's one of those things where it's like, now it's like, I, especially taking a lot of lessons from them. 
I don't want to make the same sort of music anymore. Maybe right? that was everything happens for a reason. Maybe that's what it is. I think that's God. Honestly, yeah. I don't want to make the same music anymore because you, yeah. you you realize I'm like what what's the difference between people like them and yeah. someone like me? Man, everything happens for a reason. Maybe this is it. Maybe the, maybe you'll find your sound, man. This is like exactly. The, and that's the thing. I I have no love lost for these guys. I wish the best for them. Right. But in terms of how do you turn a new leaf, it's uh, getting an opportunity to just share a story, right? And that and yeah. that's the thing. Like I invested so much time, so much resources. Yeah. I had a crazy two week shooting I mean, schedule. You should almost reach out to him and be like, "Yo, just send me the footage at least. Like I can get this." But he won't send me the footage. I that's, guarantee it. What the fuck? I guarantee it. He won't send me the footage. Uh, I know he has the footage. I know when he had the footage, is the best footage he recorded because he said it. Right, dude, we were shooting with like million dollar studs on a horse farm. You know what I mean? We shot at the Fairmount just down here in downtown Toronto. Iconic locations all across Toronto. It, 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 was a, it was a video I was very passionate about, right? So to be in that moment and like take that energy out of me, like music's energy, art's energy. You, you had this whole beautiful explanation on art is yeah. creating something out of nothing. It is definitely art. Uh-huh. So to, to have all this energy and then for someone to not even have the courage to call me, yeah. I can see why you're like, oh man, come on. To right? even call okay. me, to even say like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd appreciate just that. Like, yeah, more yeah. Than just say something. <laughs> yeah. Right? Don't just, yeah, that's fucked. Man, it's crazy. Like, I have no words, man. Like, that's kind of, if someone did that to me, I'd be fucking pissed. But you move through it, man. Yeah. You gotta move through it. And that's why it's, it's one of those things. I don't wanna make the same type of music I've been making. Yeah. I don't wanna, I don't wanna rely on people just to rely yeah. on them you know what i mean I, so what's new for you then like are you making what kind of sound are you looking at you, you said you were experimenting we were talking about that before. yeah yeah, yeah. so what i've been experiment? yeah let's talk about that it's hard like I, I don't know exactly what i i want to do right now in terms of music you know it's one of those moments where it's uh i've kind of taken things on a little bit of a pause in it's music good. and it's one of the things like I, i've not been in like an actual recording studio in a long time. Yeah. I've been recording a lot of things at home, mm-hmm. which is new for me. I've only recorded in a in a studio before. I've never been one of those people who record mm-hmm. himself, right? I, uh, so I've been recording myself a lot, which is an interesting take on music because it's very vulnerable. You're alone. I think you could do more when you're alone too. Like you can let go. You can also experiment more. I feel like I know, but I I just feel so handicapped. But it's one of those things. Like ah, I, like I, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, I'm so used to like telling Trav. I'm like you know, like uh, just start, yeah, 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 yeah. Like me, he he fucks with me all the time, and he tells me he's like, you know, you tell me like a bunch of gibberish, and I have to kind of put that into technical terms in my head because <laughs> I'll be like, you know, like I kind of want to sound like this, and then like. Let's let's do something like this, and then he he's the dude who puts he has it all a studio together. Downtown, you say? Uh, he records at a lot of studios down here. I oh, met he's just an engineer. Yeah, yeah. I I met him at Noble Street Studios, okay. uh, downtown Toronto, which is one of the best studios. Point I'm blank. looking to record a lot of studios. That's so, um, if you know any good ones, I'll Noble Noble Street is like good. if you want. Like the studio experience, like that's yeah. where like the weekend records. Awesome. Sean Mendes did his album there. Drake records there. Like if you want the studio mm-hmm. in Toronto, go check on Noble Street and yeah. like I'll, I'll give you. So and do you get? Sorry, to cut you off. No, no. Um, do you get this guy to come with you, or is it more like he works there? No, nah, I get him to come with me. It's okay. uh, he he did work there. I think now he's doing a lot of 
like work through himself. Okay. He's uh, so you pay him extra. Do you pay him separately, and then you pay the studio? Yeah, separately. so there's a there's a studio fee, and then there's an engineer fee. It's separate. Fair so enough. yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. But he he's one of those dudes who like I recorded my first song with the guy. Uh, you know what I mean? There's a meaning behind. Like, yeah, yeah, he gets you. Yeah, there's no one else I could see recording me other than Trevor. Like when I was in LA, I recorded with another engineer. But it, it, was, it was one of those things where when you make a connection with somebody musically, if someone it's gets different. you artistically, it's, it's, it's untouchable. You almost feel like a handicap after that. I can see why. Especially someone like that, like who is you're like, on them, right? who knows his yeah. stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. he's definitely like very like he's a pleasure to work with. And That's awesome. yeah, he's a great writer. Great. He's, he's very very artistic. Like he plays the guitar. Like he has so much fun when he records yeah. and that's okay. That's something that I've learned from him. You know, like I talk about people I've learned from. It's he has he has fun when he does this shit. So it's I ask the key to everything, man. Like you're gonna have bad days in the studio, and those are the, the worst. You come home and you like fuck everything, right? Mm -hmm. And like you have like really good days where you feel like you're on cloud nine, mm -hmm. right? Like you're just fucking running around. Like fuck, I just made this. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like I'm 100%. the best ever, right? And then there's days like, do I should I be doing this? Like you know what I mean? Yeah. There's days like that. So I think you just gotta have fun with it, cause like it, imposter syndrome, dude. That is like I think that is like the crux you know of an artist. Just to bring it all together for you, this is why I keep other things. I diversify my shit. Yeah. So like when I'm having a bad fucking music day, uh -huh. I go to record a podcast. Exactly. Mine yeah. is off the fucking music shit. I'm creating something else, right? Yeah. And then if that's not working out, I'm not doing podcasts. I'm writing a, a short film or, or a rom com that I'm working on right mm. now. Um. So that that's so I just. I just do different shit now, so that way it's like, if one's not working out, I'm not so fucking down bad about it, right? Yeah, yeah. And that I learned over the years of creating. I think I'm just like, one of those things, I've, I've stopped relying solely on music to generate my income. I think uh, like two years ago, it was just, it was just music that I, I relied yeah. on, my income generation. I was doing well for myself, but it's one of those things, when you start involving music and like income together, then you start losing love for it. Yeah, you know I mean? man, that's it. And it's also, you realize once, once you get in, like outwardly, like people are watching, it's like, oh, musicians make a lot of money and they're always wow, like, you yeah. know, they're flexing Lambos Bro. and the chains and all this shit. But you realize all these guys, like Kanye is a billionaire, not because of music. He still hasn't paid off Yeezus. his, yeah, he, hasn't, he still <laughs> hasn't paid off his loan for Yeezus yeah. and that went double platinum. So imagine if Kanye West. Oh, music doesn't make you money if you're not. Exactly. Think, so this is the coolest thing. You, you go outward yeah. to make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the coolest part. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I read somewhere. It's like, I think Jay-Z said this, right? It's like, being an artist, you are a brand himself, right? Mm -hmm. the, the reason why you, you become an artist, eventually you become a brand and you can sell shit. You are um, selling merch, your products. That's when you're a businessman and that's when you make money. Mm -hmm. It's not when you're actually making music then you make yeah, money, yeah, right? Yeah, music's like a way, it's a way to make connections. It's something I love yeah. doing. It's one of the things, like if you're it's making no money, like this is the true thing of an artist. Whether yeah. you're making all the money or no money and you still make music, that's how you that's know you're shit. an artist. Yeah, you know man. What I mean? Seriously. And, and there's so many people, like you, you listen to Little Baby talk about music and that dude, like, and like, God bless him and he's done he's yeah. had an amazing career right yeah. like legendary a hall of fame career but you listen to him talk this dude's not in it for the music he's in it for the money he mentions yeah. any sentence he mentions music he mentions money he mentions music's a business and music's that and that's yeah. a part of it but that's why you have labels you let them handle that shit as an artist you just gotta you gotta focus on a vision you gotta focus yeah. on a message and you gotta be true to yourself and th that's what a label used to be it used to be that you know I'm gonna give you an album and you're gonna critique the shit out of it and artists used to fight for their vision and artists used to fight for their uh, their message and now now it's reached a point where 
you know, artists, art, artists are just thinking about what's the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah, it's like more of a brand game than actual like actual music, which is why we don't have a fucking classic of an album recently. What when's the last like, like what's yeah, the I last classic album? It. Yeah. Where I just replayed it like yeah, fucking yeah. back to back. Think about right? like our largest superstar right now is Drake and like Certified Lover Boy was good, but then what were the other two? I can't even remember. There was that so, dance. There was like that dance EDM. So the, the EDM one, I, I give him props for even experimenting though. I, I think it's good for... Because as an artist, imagine being Drake, right? You've done everything, right? Mm-hmm. You're bored of this shit. Like you're bored. Like you know how you're already bored of yourself? Yeah. You're bored as fuck. You're and like, he's been doing the same sound for a, for long, a long time, time. right? Yeah. He's probably bored as fuck, right? He's like, what do I do that will like maybe revel like almost change the whole industry in a way because i see a lot of people doing that music now right because like he, he he i give him props for that but at, at the same time i get what you're saying you it's can like, give him props for it and like it's like you know what like good job like you've experimented yeah. in it but about time <laughs> but when you're when you're drake when you were the number one artist it's like i just feel like the bar the bar has been set so low for what our number one artist is you ask your mom and dad like who's yeah. the number one artist of your generation heavy hitters heavy yeah. hitters like dudes who have redefined genres and sure like Drake did that whole like melodic R&B sound yeah. but that was like 15, 20 years ago yeah. 30 years ago you know what I mean he's yeah. he's just reached this age where it's like you could have called in all the people to make like proper EDM yeah. house music there's professionals right there, there's people who, who their whole life is dedicated to that sound it just felt like such a watered down sound and then like guess what he doesn't care because he's like I'm gonna I could fucking I still sell I, out yeah. I sell out yeah. yeah I still do numbers so it, it's so thing. It's, yeah. it's one of those things it's and then it's like where we got in as like a group of people who listen to music where it's like yeah straight yeah like we're making excuses for the artists how many like you you hear that like you hear that like bland shit and then you go in like the instagram comments right and it's like some people going like okay this is like mid 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 but then it's like the other people like they're just making they're like at least you tried yeah yeah like why are you making an excuse for him you don't you're not getting anything from him that's true um yeah i mean I find that he's reached that peak now that he's a businessman now at this point. He's not even an artist at this point. He's almost at Jay-Z level in my opinion. Like, in that, oh, of he course. Could be he's, the next, he's the next hope of our generation where he's a businessman. He should just like, he's, he is like, he's, he owns like a lot of brands as well, right? So yeah, you got that Nocta, Nocta yeah, collaboration with Nike. A lot happening there too, right? Dude, remember the, the, the marketing for that around the city? Just like any billboard you looked at, it was His Nocta. House? The fucking mansion that he created. Yeah, yeah. It's like he lives like a, he's the prince of our city. You know what I mean? Dude, he created it's a, a, there's there's a bus stop right in front of his house, and that's not by accident. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He bought the house because there's there's a TTC stop right in front of it. Yeah, it's insane. Crazy. Listen, like you never hate on a man's success. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, and honestly, he's done a lot for the city. He's done a lot for music in general. He did put up put us on map for sure. Oh, hundred hundred percent. What what's what was Toronto before yeah, yeah. Drizzy Drake? For you sure. know what I mean? But it's one of those things. It's like I and you know I think maybe part of the reason I'm so critical on Drake is because you want to see the best from that dude. You expect more. You yeah. You yeah. want to see you want to see like top of the line music coming out yeah, of yeah. him, and you want to see. You want to see him continue to experiment, and it's one of those things. Like he's he's getting old, right? That's how I felt about J Cole. Was growing up, that's that's the reason why I got into music. Mm-hmm. It was J Cole. I would like loosely, I would listen to his album, and I would like perform it in my bedroom. Like mm-hmm. I would like yeah, 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 shit, in right? the shower. You know yeah, what like, I mean? Yeah. Or like so like that's the reason why I got into it. So when we kind of like just drifted away from music, 
and he hasn't really put out like an album that's like but at amazing. least Cole stayed true to himself yeah he did he did stay true to himself but he left and I was like come on man we need more right yeah. there's so much more he could have done I feel like he was like in my opinion he was like at one point he was bigger than Drake and Kendrick oh and then he, he kind of like he was he, he just gave up on it and like he was like right, I'm gonna do something else right he's playing ball now but he but, chose peace yeah he did so I mean I, I'm not hating on him for that, and I I, re- I love him so much that I wanted more, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, of course, but at least like even when he does drop like the odd like single here and there, it's it's still true to him. Like you you can hear that shit, and you're like yeah. you know what? Like he this does man it for is passion, right? This man yeah. is doing it f- to do it. Like he's not doing it for any other reason other than he loves it. I mean, he's a producer too, so he just make beats too. You yeah, know, like, just like beats for like fucking Drake. <laughs> That's your boy, right? Yeah. Like, it, Why is that not done yet? Like, where's that Kendrick album and you and to get them them together? Like, what the what fuck? Do you, what do you think about Kendrick's latest album? Dude, I think you gotta with Kendrick. There's just so much depth to each thing that you have to sit with it for a while. That's what I feel. I think you can't listen to it once or twice. I listened to it like five times. Yeah, man, and, but and, I, I don't know. It's no. one of those things. I I wish it was almost spoken poetry, That's what rather I mean. than music. I think there was a like. It was very artistic. It was very vulnerable, yeah. very real. But in terms of like, on, we waited five years for this album. All right, like, and and there's ah, you're right. there, there's yeah. no one who waited more than my roommate for this yeah. album. And when we listened to this album, he was in disbelief. He's like, "No way, right?" Because, dude, every song had a COVID nineteen reference on it. It's like we waited five years for this album. Why did you record every song two weeks ago? You know what I mean? Yeah. Every song had a COVID nineteen reference on it. It's all recorded last minute. But there's there's a lot of moving parts to it. You know, you switching yeah. labels. Right. There, there's so many things happening. With but it. I, I like the combo like where it's Baby Keem and him. That's a cousin, mm-hmm. like this family. It's like a family tie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like those. Like I guess when they when they were just flowing, did that you, just sounded cool as did, fuck. Did you see the the Baby Keem leaks from Melodic Blue? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember he That's was like, insane. Remember he was like, dude, um, we were just freestyling, and like this is what we came up with, and I was like, what? Yeah. Like family ties and like the, all that shit that they did together, they were just like flowing with each other. Yeah. That was fucking sick, man. Um, but yeah, like what what is next? I don't, who's like the biggest artist after Drake? I don't. Like, it's I don't Drake. See, That's the thing. It's, it's just see, Drake. I don't see it, bro. Like, yeah. I don't see. Like Kendrick's not the largest artist in the world, not by a long shot. I think he's yes. done his thing. He's like a legendary. Think, I think after like Kendrick won that Pulitzer, yeah. I think everyone in a circle just started like bowing down to him. It's like you're yeah. Kendrick Lamar. You've won yeah. a Pulitzer, and uh, it's one of those things when you when you have a circle that that can't tell you like what it is and how it is and to better yourself it's one of the things that really affects you as an artist you know what I mean but when you get to that level it's impossible to to have just that honesty from people I think that's the biggest the, the curse of being successful yeah because right? no one wants to tell you your shit also like how can you tell Kendrick Lamar yeah. you, like you He's recorded something in his own world yeah like how could you tell yeah, Drake yeah, yeah. that like oh this song doesn't hit it's like I, that scene from the Boondocks yeah. really, where it's like oh tell me about this song and guys like oh, I think we could change the bass like, get the fuck out of here <laughs> you know what I mean like you couldn't you couldn't tell because dude what's yeah. gonna happen Drake's not gonna become any less successful yeah Kendrick Lamar is not gonna not go platinum yeah you know what I mean? People are still waiting for their albums all the time, right? That's, that's they reach that status thing that they reach that like point where it's like where it's like you just gotta let it be. Yeah. Like whatever they give you, you just gotta be like, yeah, yeah. okay. Let's let's We're at their mercy this. at this point, right? Yeah. Which is crazy to see as an artist, like if you reach that point. It's such a transition of hunger, like hunger, 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 and then it's satisfaction, and then yeah. it's then it's like, oh, I'm giving this to you. I'm a god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, Kendrick Lamar on that new album, Mr. Morales and the Big Steppers, he's wearing a crown of thorns. Yeah. Like if that doesn't like show it. you someone's mindset, yeah, it's crazy, man. That's crazy. I mean, 
That is the journey that you kind of go as an artist. I mean, and I think there's there's no success with when, when we kind of correlate success with artists. I think there's no set like journey to it. Like there's no set correlation because some artists that are just like living poorly, maybe like not really giving a fuck, but they're doing the best work and they're not getting recognized, but they don't give a fuck. Dude, so so many dudes I know who have like 200 followers who don't even like fucking really release their music. Oh, dude, I hear the craziest sounds from yeah. those guys. I hear oh, the craziest man. sounds from those guys. I know this like off the top of my head Ke- like guy named Keandris he doesn't even release his music but he makes the craziest visuals it's all like glitch techie shit wow. and he makes the craziest visuals he makes the craziest soundscape like his soundscape is just insane but he's just doing it to fucking do it like this guy has like yeah. when I say 200 fault, he's fucking tatted head to toe bro like yeah. that, that's a commitment I can't even make you know and I, I love tattoos yeah. you know but I just can't go there yeah. right so you see people who, j- who just are like they are artists Right, and they, and they are creative. They live it, you know. Like, yeah, and it's one of those things. Like, yeah, I, I've been raised in this place. Like, I, I've had very, uh, you know, like, uh, like traditional roots. You know what I mean? In the sense of, I, I'm an artist. I like my family going back, especially on my father's side. They're all artists, right? But they're all very traditional artists in the sense of, you know, th- these are the type of guys who practice seven hours a day, eight hours a day, and, and their craft is their craft, right? They really treat it as something that's important. It's like the crux of their life. Yeah. So then you come into modern day artists who, who just like, it's a crux of their life as well. And they practice six hours a day, but it's not in that traditional sense. They're not sitting yeah. down, like, for example, like you, when you were learning from your father in front of a harmonium, yeah. right? They're not sitting down like that and practicing. Because those dudes, like, will practice sunrise to sundown, but they're living it. Every decision they make is yeah. to forward their journey in art. And if I tell you how like how fucking talented my father is, and he's a 70-year-old guy who can sing his ass off. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's crazy. And like, he... And he probably has made so many greatest greatest artists in the Punjabi industry itself. Like people that have learned from him are like legendary. Mm-hmm. Like in the, in that industry. Yeah, and yeah. they learn from him. Dude, my, my. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why didn't you do it? Like, you know what I mean? I always think about that. Because he knows ins and outs. It's like mm-hmm. you play him any sound, he's like, Oh, this is the this is the notation here. The person sound, who can't but, reach the goal is often the leader. Like, they can lead you to the well, right? Someone yeah. who can't drink water themselves can lead yeah. you to water. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. It's one of those things. You see, the best teachers are people who are very it. passionate. Yeah, but it's about accepting it. Yeah. Right? It's about not being, mm. not thinking in your head, oh, fuck, I can do that. Like, I, I've taught these people, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I think for him, it was like, I, I'm teaching these people, and I'm, it's almost like a, he's giving knowledge away, mm-hmm. and that's how he's living his life. Mm-hmm. He's he's the, he's the true artist in my opinion, right? Yeah, that's I, that's true artist and that's true success, and I think that needs to be recognized too, because a lot of people just see numbers and they like how many streams you got or or how much money did you make mm-hmm. or how many people listen to you. Which that's is like true. which like money is a mindset, bro. There is money everywhere. It yeah, is yeah. not fucking hard to make money. Like if you really think about it, like it is not hard. Money is everywhere. Yeah. However you want to make money, it's there. It's a matter of sacrifice. Yeah. Right, it's one of those things. Like people are soft. Like people expect to just be given things in life mm-hmm. a lot. Like I talk to a lot of people, especially like in school, uh, and you talk to them, and it's like they're almost upset they're not making money. But it's it's a fucking mindset, bro. You got to sacrifice things. You got to go for it. You got to figure out how to make money. What are the things to make money? You got to be able to talk uh, to people. Right? It's money's uh, everywhere. I, I, yeah, that's a whole different topic. I love to like d- dive into that one because it's like. When you said that, right, I'm like, fuck, like, I, I think that a lot, because, like... And you work in finance. You know money's everywhere. Dude, it's everywhere, and it's like, even if you earn money, dude, it's like, what, what, what's next? 
That money's only a part of it, you know. Dude, honestly, dude, it's it's a huge part of it. Of Don't course. get me wrong. Like yeah. without money, like for example, like I wouldn't be able to to invest into my my creative side mm-hmm. if I didn't have the money. Of course not. Right. So money is a crux of really, life. Very really important piece mm-hmm. of it, right? But I find that people that do it for money only eventually find themselves lonely. Eventually. Dude, it's a means to an end. But in terms of like, how do you make money? Like, yeah. it's there. Yeah. It's there. You just got to get your head out yeah. of your fucking ass and like yeah. not expect people to give you things. Yeah, man. It's yeah. there. And, and rejection. And the biggest fucking thing is learn to take a rejection. Learn to take, oh, learn to take dignity. a fucking no. dignity. And I, yeah. I think I've, I've learned to take that so much to the point I'm like, if someone fucking says no to me, I'm like, cool. I don't think that's a hard. I'm like, cool, man. Like, eventually, maybe if you hear my shit in five years, and you'll be like, fuck, I said no to this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm thinking. I'm not thinking about, oh, you said no to me, man. This is. You, you know, this going back to, like, I realize, like, yeah. there, there is money in music. I do music because I fucking love it. I couldn't live without this shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You, you start looking out, outwardly. You can make money in the food and beverage industry. Mm-hmm. You can make money selling your t-shirts. You can make money selling art, like your paintings. You can yeah, make money yeah, yeah. selling your discs. Yeah, yeah. Out. But you got to have something physical. We, we, yeah. live in a, we live in a very digital environment. And everyone's so addicted to, you know, um, like the culture is now you make money on your laptop. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There is, there's legitimate business streams there. That's the thing. You got to diversify yourself and your skills. For sure. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's one of those things where it's, there's, you know, going back to the topic of freedom. And that's what I, that's what I really want, aspire to have in life. More than like I want to be a famous artist or more than freedom, I want right? to be all these things. It's freedom. How do you have freedom? There's two ways. In this Western world, if you want freedom... You have to make that money. Tons of money. You have to make tons of money. Not a hundred grand a year. That's like oh, hundred grand is the new fifty k, man. Like dude, a hundred grand a year is a fucking joke. Joke in Canada, especially. You can't afford a house no more. It's a fucking joke, and it's one of those things. Like okay, like dude, any fucking idiot with a computer and some drive can make a hundred grand nowadays. You know what I mean? To have true freedom, like you gotta have like a net worth of twenty million. 30 million and that and that's freedom because listen you look at the human experience what are humans meant to do they're meant to travel they're meant to experience new things in life new works we're explorers dude we're explorers yeah we We all started in one place in the dawn of history we all started in one place we're in every single fucking corner there's there's uh communities of people we don't even know exist there's so many countries that like uncontacted tribes is going on right here right Dude, and yeah, they're, they're living on the same planet as we are. Exactly, they live the same fucking sun and moon. And exactly, it's it's one of Isn't those that things nuts to it, fucking think about. Dude, that's like that's crazy. And we as humans have gone out yeah. into space. Like, think about like think yeah. about like there's people oh, everywhere. So hard, like, I should, I think about that shit all the time. I'm like, yo, we're so in the West, especially in like the Western world, we're so caught up in our fucking world. Oh, that and this is nothing. Like, we don't even, this, like, is nothing. this is nothing. And this like, is like this. It'll blow your fucking mind, mind if you go to somewhere like. I don't even know, man. You travel somewhere and it'll blow your fucking mind. That's how you live your life and yeah. you're happy. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Dude, yeah. So like, either a you make a lot of fucking money here, you yeah. make twenty, thirty million dollars, you buy a house, you buy that fucking Porsche, you know yeah. what I mean? And then you go travel. Like, if you want to go sail, you go sail. If you want to go fly somewhere, you go fly somewhere. That's living life. Or the second thing is, I'm gonna go to fucking Thailand, or like I'm gonna go to the Philippines, and I'm gonna figure out like some sort of skill and make yeah. enough money to just go eat, yeah. and I'm gonna smoke a cigarette on the beach. Yeah. And I'm just that's a different sort of freedom, bro. But that's freedom. There, there is no freedom for the middle class here. That's everywhere around the world, though. Middle class is kind of sucks. It's it's either you're very rich or you're very poor. Poor, yeah. And I think freedom is either you're very poor or you're very rich. Mm-hmm. Both have freedom. The middle, the middle, the Dude, mid is where you're fucking. And you know, like be, I right? see, I see my mom and dad. Like they're like middle class people, right? Worked hard their whole yeah. lives, yeah. sacrificed 
everything they could for me. You know what I mean? And I'm sure you relate to those yeah, things a lot. Sure. But you realize it. They made all those sacrifices. So ideally, we could be free. Yeah, man. That's so cool that you said that. Because, like, that's actually any immigrant family. Like, a lot of people don't realize that. Like, the reason why they're fighting for that is, like, a check for you to live in a Western world where it's a lot of freedom. Because mm-hmm. if you were in India right now, bro, you won't be doing half of this shit right now. Mm-hmm. You won't be. No, definitely. And not, not in my opinion. Like, you'll be like a whole different kid, bro. Right? Oh, oh. You'll be a whole said, like, let's say my parents decide to stay in Darjeeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What would I have done? Maybe it's something <laughs> different. Maybe something cool. You never know, right? No, but, no, no. But that's, but a, different sort of, that's a different but sort of like, life. Freedom is cr- like is what they bought you a ticket to freedom. Yeah, basically. No. And, right? It's like, it's like, you don't want to waste that. You don't want to waste that opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. my father is one of the most kind and introspective mans I've ever met in my yeah. life. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's he's the person who inspired me. He's a like fashion designer, artist, all of those things. And shout he, out to him because I love his art. I've, mm-hmm. uh, I've seen some of it. Is littered across my house. Yeah. It's everywhere, and it's one of those things where it's um you you realize like that man is so kind, so introspective. He's taught me so many things on life. To this day, he is like the only person who I go to for advice when I record a song. He's the first person I go to because he'll, he'll shit all over it. And, and I mean, you need that. And I think you need that for sure because like. You need someone honestly telling you, yo, man, like, this, okay, this is great, this is great, but this is the part that's like... He doesn't even tell me this is great. Oh, like, okay. I think I think that man on his deathbed will tell me if I've done something great. But that's a yeah, possibility. That's awesome, bro. That is a possibility. He's never once told me, like, he is, uh, like, very proud of me. Like, I know he's proud of me, and I know he, all of those things, but he's never once come to me you know like, Sam, crazy? you've done it. Can I tell you something crazy? I've heard him talk so much about you when you're not around. But what, that's yeah, the craziest yeah. part. Because like, you'd be like, my son did this, did this. Cause I, you know, when the auntie, auntie uncle mm-hmm. gets, they get together, they, they talk about their sons, and they, they're so proud of their kids, right? They talk about it. Yo, Sam did this. He did a show here. But when you come around, he's like, yeah, right? like, hey, he's yeah, like, he ain't shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he ain't shit. Yeah. Like, no, which but, is cool though, right? Like, but that's what I need, You need brother. that. That's yeah, what yeah. I need. It's, um, it's one of those things, bro. It's uh, and like my mother is, is the complete opposite spectrum of him. You know, she has she's uh, studied to get her PhD. She studied medicine. She was on route to become a doctor. Then she Shout became a teacher. Mama. And it's one of those things. It's like my parents truly sacrificed everything for me. Those people live for me. And it's um, yeah. you know, you go through life and you realize like, dude, women like come and go. Friends come and go. But the sure. only people who have been unconditional. Is your, is your mom and dad dude honestly dude I think that they probably love you the most unconditional way that you can't even imagine you, you, the most unselfish can't. way you can't because yeah. they'll take you for what you are yeah you know and, and it's, it's one of those things and then that that's why I want freedom it's because no no matter what at least at least if they know like I'm happy yeah. I, I've done something it is some right yeah Ideally, like, you know, like, uh, you know, my mom's very traditional in the sense of, like, she wants me to go to school and, like, oh, yeah. and, like do that whole... That's every ground. Yeah. Like, right? She so, wants yeah. me to do all those things. But, I, like, it, it's one of those things. You, you work hard because you want to make those people comfortable, right? And you part wanna... of yourself, right? Exactly. You're part of their kid, too, right? Yeah, man. That's crazy. Because, like, well, that's part of my, like, also motivation, too. And I, I think as you grow up, you realize, like, um, you, you're very young and you, know, you realize... Like maybe maybe when you get to my age, that like you like to be alone all the time. I I dude honestly I love being alone all the time. It's it's the best. I just do my fucking shit all the time. I hate like that piece of that that I have when I'm alone is so sick. And then when I do want to spend time, I I go to my parents. I plan like a hike with them or something, mm-hmm. like, something different. Like, you know what I mean? It's and that that's what brings me happiness now. 
I hate going to the club now. I fucking hate it. Like with passion. I've always hated going to the club, bro. It's just a bunch <laughs> of like, fucking lonely how, people. How <laughs> maybe sometimes if the people are right. Yeah. But I like I like doing shit like this, like podcasts, where I get to sit with someone and like pick their brain and learn something from them. And like maybe take that away. And this is fun for me, man. Like I'm having a lot of fun like doing this shit. Dude, I'm this a, the kind of shit I'm that a I simple do. man. I like uh like I love smoking a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> I like drinking good whiskey, good wine, you know what I mean? And I like just talking to people. I'm not that type of dude who goes to party. Anytime I go to a club, my favorite part about going to a club is walking outside of the club when everyone's inside dancing, all this shit. And I like talking to people outside of the club yeah. and I like asking people to bum me a cigarette. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like I see Outside the club, everyone's outside having a smoke. I like going like, oh, like give me, a, yeah. give me a cigarette. Let me have a smoke with you. Let me talk to you. Yeah, yeah. That is sick. That is my favorite part of a that's night awesome, out. Man. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Oh, that's crazy. Um, okay. Anything else you want to talk about? Let's talk about what do you, what do you got in your mind? This is one of those freestyle fucking podcasts because we're vibing right now. We're drinking. I'm I'm buzzing. I'm I'm having fun right now. <laughs> no, exactly. We have some real talks. Mama was talked about from some 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 <laughs> somehow some beef with the friends or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and then music, creativeness. But okay, what is that? okay? So in terms of music, is there? Are you gonna release something right now, or or are you just gonna? Are you thinking about like this is me asking you as, mm-hmm. as someone who cares about you and 100%. wants to know what's what's going on with you as a brother? Um, are you thinking about releasing an EP maybe or something? Because I know you were working on an EP last time I talked to you. So are you still working on that or are you just like fucking scratch this shit? I'm going to create something new. It's, it's scratch this shit. Let's figure it, it out. Let me it. figure out. You know, I went through uh, the last two years. I went through like a lot. And it's yeah. it one of those things where it's um, I just feel like a new person. I feel grateful for life. I feel very optimistic. Yeah. You know, and I, uh, I feel like, you know, for the first time in a long time, like I'm just I'm just living life. Mm. And I'm grateful for the people around me. I'm grateful for the friends I have. I'm yeah. grateful for the opportunities that God's given me. It's one of it's one of those things. And you got to work hard. You know, it's, a, it's another part of yeah. life I'm realizing where it's like a lot of things have just kind of been given to me, landed in my lap. But now it's about, um, it's about like having that drive. It's like, that's why I brought up Salu at the start of this podcast. Yeah. That dude, like, when I see him achieve something, I know the fucking work that went behind achieving that. Man. It's crazy because people see them like maybe he'll him get his first nice gig now, mm-hmm. like oh yeah he started his career now, but there was a lot that was Woo! put in Woo! before that Woo! to get to that place, right? Dude, th- that man is the definition of work. That's awesome. Work, work, holding yourself accountable. Fuck, I wish I could meet this guy because like to me now it's like. I love being around that energy because that like he's a madman. He's, he's a madman. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, and it's like that he, drives he, me, man. Bro, he he works. Uh, I I don't know if he does it anymore. But when I met him, he worked a full fucking nursing shift. Right, he was a, a registered nurse in Los Angeles, and then awesome. when he came home, it was straight to the passion. Is he he records monologues? I, of I can relate. I can relate to this kid already, dude. Yeah, he records yeah. monologues every single fucking day. He has different actors come in and they do scenes together, and you know, sick. through all of that, he maintains good relationships with his friends. Yeah. Like this guy doesn't sleep. He's a Terminator. That's awesome, man. That, that's that, what you need to be though, if you wanna if you wanna oh, yeah. reach the top of any industry. I, I honestly to relate fucking... to him a lot because like literally what I do. Is work like finish my job right away okay what's happening with the podcast let's plan this shit what's next this and that edit shit or I'm in fucking editing my podcast which I hate with passion but I still do it yeah and then I okay rehearse time man like I gotta go fucking yeah, do my harmonium yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking do my vocal fucking practices yeah. do my rocks and then okay what's 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 up with the music now okay what am I what, what do you do when you enjoy like what do you do on on those on the weekend on or those moments where you just have some time 
Honestly? Can I tell you something? Honestly? Nothing. I like doing nothing sometimes. Just fucking like sitting down. Dude, just and... fucking doing nothing. Like, <laughs> dude, I think we need, as humans, this is, we need to just like let go and do nothing once in a while. Oh, of course. Like but maybe you can't half get too a into day? that. You can't get Not too, too much. That. You know, that's the thing I've realized. Like when they, uh, fucking legalized weed here and they started making this like genetically like <laughs> yeah. fucking altered yeah. like mega weed like the weed like we're smoking now is not the same weed they were smoking in the 70s you know what no, I mean no, no, yeah. uh, you realize that like um, I, I had a roommate a while ago about a year ago now and those dudes were fucking zombies like they'd wake up take a fucking rip in the morning and I'm all for a good wake and bake you know what I mean yeah. but they just take a rip in the morning rip in the middle of the day and then like it got to a point where I remember I was talking to this kid and he was telling me he's like I can't fall asleep without smoking and he would smoke a fucking copious like a copious amount of weed and I'm all for it bro have a good time I like yeah. drinking I like smoking I like all of that shit I'm, I'm all for having your vices yeah. but you know especially like this culture we have in Toronto and Canada ever since we legalized marijuana and that is like oh it's okay it's totally non-addictive and like <laughs> nothing bad can come from it it's how many zombies have you seen just walking around? And, you know, that goes past weed. That's a mindset thing, right? Where we go back to the, wake up, go to school or work, then come back and sleep. And then, like, you'll fuck your girlfriend. And then you wake yeah. up the next day and you do the same <laughs> shit. You wake up, you go to school or work, and then you come back and you yeah. fucking smoke some weed. You fuck your girlfriend and then yeah. you go back to sleep. That's It gets boring after a while, man. You, you feel numb at times. But but how many people, like, like you, you, you feel numb at times. I feel numb at times. How many people... Do you really think are not okay with that numbness like you are or I am, or or I that think people they we feel it when they're alone? I, I truly think that. I think they tr- truly feel it. But that's why they like you know what it is. These they trick themselves. They trick themselves. This is something that I've noticed. People that try to like trick themselves, but like okay, when they feel like this, they don't want to be vulnerable and like have a discussion with themselves. Like what's going on? Instead, they they call a friend. Yo, you want to get a drink? They rely on other people for happiness, right? Which is where I think a lot of people are going wrong. So, so this kid, um, this roommate I'm talking about, moved moved down here. He came from Singapore. Smart kid, ambitious yeah. kid, very much like you. Very in terms of wants to get his work done. Yeah, yeah. Wants to. I remember talking to him, and he told me he wanted to. He was doing HR, and then he's like, you know, my dream is he loved basketball, like with a fucking passion. He watches every game. I'm sure you can relate to that. Like you love ball, yeah, yeah. right? And his goal was, I want to move to San Francisco and do HR. At the fucking Warriors headquarters, right? Oh, that's awesome. Dude, what a fucking dream. Yeah. What a dream. Go so, for so it. So direct. Too. Yeah, yeah. Kill it. I tell him, you know what? Come move in with me. I have a place downtown. I need a fucking roommate. Come move in with me. I've known him for two months at this time. Uh, my father and mother actually like took him in, right? All of these things. And so I was like, come move in with me. He come. He comes moves in with me. The fucking very same month. Like, dude, months going crazy. We're working hard, right? Ambitious. Yeah. And this is the thing, like men, men find these relationships and they throw their ambition out of the fucking window. He met this girl three months into moving into Canada, right? The very next month, he comes tells me that she's going to move in with us. I was like, whatever. You know what I mean? Right? But he was like, oh, I'm looking for a new place. He couldn't find a place he could afford. So he's like, can she move in with us? Uh, she wants to be near me. I'm obviously like, okay, yeah, all for it. Come, let her move in with of course. us. But you see men destroy themselves. Like, I don't, I don't know if you've seen it in your own personal life on how many men get into relationships and that's it. Ambition's out the window. Uh, it's, it's, this, it's this crazy destructive cycle. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe he's also young too, you know, at this point. Because I've done... Elder than me. I, elder than me. I'm but, guilty of this as a... Like, a, when I was younger, where I've seen myself... It's also addicting to kind of... I tell you, there's some really toxic... This is kind of fucked up. I'm sharing too much. A little, a little bit personal about myself. But... 
But that's what this is for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but dude, honestly, I got addicted to like breaking up with people and like that like after I broke up with someone, that time I had I was single, mm-hmm. the drive I had. Oh, oh, bro, that shit is insane. <laughs> I felt like I got. I felt like who, who, this is not. There's an artist that was known for it, like she, her uh, Taylor Swift. She's known for breakups and like making bangers after, right? Yeah. I felt like Taylor Swift, yeah. dog. I was like, bro, I make my best songs when I'm fucking breaking up with someone or just when I'm single and I come out of the heartbreak drives you like nothing else, bro. And I'm in the gym. I have so much time. No, but like, you, you know what? Realize. At least you use that for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Right? You gotta feel yourself. I'm dude. talking about those dudes who get into a relationship. Yeah. Their friends go out the window. Their ambitions go out the window. Yeah. Like all of those things they just prioritize this person I that think they've that met everybody kind of goes through that I, and I personally seen so much of that a lot and like I've, I've struggled with it and I think over the time you have to like kind of just um, deal with it and find the, the right balance for yourself mm-hmm. right so as I was saying I got into this toxic behavior where I would like be in get, a relationship get in and, get out. and I'd and be get like and comfortable and I'm like fuck I'm too comfortable break up right and then I'm like fuck you this is like a, a there's like a hike of like performance and like a lot of creative energy and then like a few months later I feel back I meet you're like back a, in that rut yeah, right but I realized that's not a sustainable fucking pattern right as I got older I'm like I need to find someone who is the one for me where they, they know what I do they motivate and they give, you and they give me my space to do this oh, oh, and when oh. you're an artist you need your fucking space dude. Oh, dude there's nothing more that you need your freedom and space mm-hmm. as an artist dude because dude I, I personally like I, it's been hard for me to be and it's not, relationships aren't even on my mind yeah. to be quite frank but in terms of I've not been in a very serious like committed relationship other than like one right but that's because I'm always traveling I'm always out doing some fuck shit, right? I'm always, like, people always think I'm sharing too much personal details yeah, in my yeah. songs. Like, the amount of songs I've written, and I put them out, and then I get messages, I can't believe you put this out there, right? I can't believe you said yeah. this about me. I can't believe you feel it's this about like me. It's being an artist sometimes. Yeah, it's like, it's like, what do your friends think about me? What does your engineer think about me? Like, yeah. what have you said to get this out there? Yeah. Like, I didn't know, I, I didn't know, like, X, Y, and Z happened for you to go write a song about it, but that's my fucking job. It's my job to write songs about yeah. like my relationship with you, my relationship with women, Anything my relationship. You feel, dude, you're sometimes you just get something from it. And you mm-hmm. write it, right? That's yeah. the thing. I, I've always, I, I've always found like the, the way I cash my checks is to, it's to, go, I profit off of misery. I profit off of my misery. I profit off of my heartbreak. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a very interesting job in terms of that. How many jobs do you? Go out there and it's like, okay, the way I make my bread, the way I make my name is yeah. to is to talk about all the things that no one talks about. Like yeah. the, the things I talk about in my songs, people talk about with their fucking therapist. You know what I mean? But yeah. I share it this to everybody. Therapy, though, in that way. Exactly. People. My, my decision is to share it with everybody. This is how I find peace. This is my purpose in life. You're an open book. This, That's how I feel like. You're an open book. I don't give a fuck if, if you read it. You read it. I'm, this is me, right? This That's is me. How you this feel, is right? me. This is who I, I am. I relate to that a lot. Yeah, and it's one of those things where like people in my life find some offense to it. you know what I mean they, they feel certain ways about it but it's like if you don't understand me you don't understand that I can be the healthiest relationship with you right now I'll, I'll write about that right yeah but I, I still fucking write about that one time you pissed me off yeah, you yeah. know what I mean it's, and, and I think you gotta find the right person who just knows you well enough right mm-hmm. understands you 
right? And, and who's it, comfortable with that? Yeah, and like it's 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 a it's a hard job for them too, and it's not easy for someone to dude because some people are private, right? They don't like to be fucking mm-hmm. everywhere, right? Yeah, just because we're open books doesn't mean like that person likes to be everywhere, right? Yeah, like, like you're talking about our personal business. You're talking yeah. about like something that we went through yeah. as like a yeah. unit, right? So and you're sharing it with so. everybody. They're, they're right. They're right in their own way, right? But I feel like... And I feel for them. Yeah. I feel for them. Like any any girl who I've gotten into like any sort of relationship with, there's always been a point where it's like you have to understand that my first love in life is music. music. <laughs> you are like, you are secondary. Which is hard to think about it as a guy, like uh, as a person. If you meet a girl and you're not her first priority, you'll feel some type of way about that too. So I but think, I respect that. I would respect that, but it's the same way we're like, okay, I get it. Eventually you understand it. But for that... For that to happen, you would really have to love that person. What, what was a moment in life? This is completely separate. Yeah. What was a moment in life where you were finally like, like, okay, I can fucking relax? Mm. I think that's when I found my girl, dog. Like the, um, That's my girl. Like I'm going to marry the shit out of her one mm-hmm. day. Um, I think that's when I was like, you know what? I can relax on this. You know what? This is an interesting topic. Uh, Okay, I don't know if you meant that in that way, but that's no, how no, I, no, I related let, to let, that. Let's hear how you because that, that's how I related. Because I, I related to this thing. I found that's beautiful. Love's beautiful. I found peace when I found my because she's my homie. How real? Like that that's is rare, rare, dog. Like rare. I've been through like shit ton of bad fucking talk. Like, you know, I'm talking about like I'm almost thirty now. I've been through so much shitty fucking relationships that I was toxic. Mm-hmm. And then I remember the cycle I was telling you yeah, about. Yeah, it's going through it, going through it, right? going through it. And then I found this person, and I was like. Am I lucky? When you when you're lucky, when you find the lottery, you sometimes don't believe you have it. Yeah, like what's right? gonna happen? Like yo, is that true? Like, is, do I really have it? Like that's how I feel. But you know, I relate this to a lot of people that are successful. For example, LeBron James, right? He had his girl and someone someone who was holding him down. Now he can just focus on his career, dog. He's not worried about his love life. Because you're as solid. A, dude, <laughs> you're yeah, solid. You're like, there. As a, as a man, bro, like that's a relief. That's when you're like, okay, I'm good. This side is all taken care of. I don't give a fuck about if you're hot. This girl you meet, you think about it. You're you're networking because you really want to be networking. You're not trying to hit on bitches. You're not going out to really hit on bitches. You're not going out, going out to have a good time with your friends. Yo, anytime I go that to like everything, dog. You know any, what I'm talking about? Like, anytime I go to the thing is, I'm not even in a very like committed relationship yeah. with anything other than my craft, right? And I'm lucky enough, like the partner, the partners that I have, they understand that. You know yeah. what I mean? And they understand that. I'm in a position, and you know, at my age, I'm 21. I just turned 21. Yeah. At my age, bro, if you're if you're focused on me, you got a fucking issue, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, go yeah. handle That's your life, yeah. dude. At 21, oh, no, you gotta. Yo, what do you know? I've had girls who just like straight up fucking cling on, right? And that is, what's the point of that? Like, dude, you don't. You, it's not good for you either. And you can't support. Themselves. It's not good for them. Yeah, it's, it's not, not good, good for them. them. So honestly, it's one if of those. If you're 21 things. and you and you, okay, I don't know. I mean, love happens anytime, but I feel like. Personal, this is my personal opinion. You gotta be selfish till you're 25. 25's early, bro. Like, 25 is like, selfish. 25 is the earliest selfish. where you can start thinking about love. Sometimes, yeah, exactly. Like, you gotta start even, like, maybe a thought of it, but you're still brushing it off. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, and and, that, and that's, a, that's a thing, like, men need to learn about this. Yeah, yeah, right? Focusing where on yourself is the biggest thing. Dude, because, like, a lot of these dudes, like, that's what I'm saying. I, I've had, that, that's just one example of that dude throwing his fucking ambition away out the window, throwing his friends out the window. And I love that kid, window, by the way. I know, know? you're talking about and I love him. Yeah, it's I like him too. Yeah. I love him too. And as a brother, you're like, fuck, bro. So much there, right? Like, yeah. What are you doing? Um, I hope he sometimes finds his way to, like, 
find that balance because I think balance is everything, right? Balance is everything. And you know, I get it. Like, this is the loneliest people have been. This is yeah. the loneliest men have been throughout yeah. centuries. Yeah. Are you kidding? Like, you, you look at the, your friends around you. You look at uh, just, like, young men growing up. I look yeah. at, like, my peers around me. It's like, I know you guys are fucking lonely. Bro, but there is... It's mad lonely as a man, bro. There it's is, crazy there is so much more to figure out about life before you go down these paths of going, like, you know what? I, I'm going to marry this girl. Because at 21, you're not going to marry this no, girl. No, I don't think that's a great decision either. Because, like, it won't, like... I mean, it might work, but it's like the chances of it working is really, really steep, right? Yeah, it's, like you got to get your shit together. Yeah, man. You get, like you said, 100k is the new 50k. Yeah, bro. and that's not you know, 100k in Canada. You're living on rent. You're not buying anything. Dude, alone. 100k in Canada, in America, like this North American yeah. continent's a fucking joke. It's like okay, like you went through like you you kind of like we just yeah. went through life. Yeah, like you're doing okay. You're doing good. It's just fine, right? It's comfortable. Like it's good. It's good. It's good. Dude, yeah. 100k when our parents were making 100k 20 years ago, different different, different, different story. Level. They were rich. <laughs> they got mortgages. Yeah, and buying houses, yeah. right? Buying the nicest cars. You Bro, got Maseratis, the Teslas, a, is, all this, that this shit. This is a whole different topic because like. I find our generation or your generation coming up cannot afford a house, bro. Not anymore. Uh, unless that, you have that support. Unless you have like support, which is I'm grateful for my fucking parents for like mm-hmm. building this or whatever, like even yours, right? Like I feel like they have kind of educated us about this this kind of stuff mm-hmm. early. And, right? and they're also solid. Yeah. Like, yeah there's nothing you would ask your mom and dad for that they wouldn't give you. Exactly. Like they would which they would put their lives on hold. It's a blessing in the, right? But it's like same time. If we didn't have that, bro, we'll be fucking screwed, man. Like, oh, are you I feel kidding? Like, <laughs> like, I don't think that's, that's fucked, bro. Like, I don't, I don't think I couldn't a be a musician. People, like, I yeah. couldn't have started how I started. Like, it was initially, I was 16 years old, and I told my dad I wanted to record in Noble Street Studios. Because I, I, I Googled, you know, you always, when you're doing some shit, best studio in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I Googled Noble Street Studio, and my dad said, you know what? If that's where you want to fucking record, Let's go, go record there. Right, and then it put me in a position where I recorded a song there. I did a couple of shows. Now I'm in the position where I can I can do it myself. It's but that's privilege, port. It's and, a, it, dude. It's it's insane level privilege, dude. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Brown, yo, shout out to brown parents, man. Like I feel like they really hold it down for their kids, man. Dude. Like especially when they sometimes it can get traditional, but I feel like there's that like one side of them that they really grind for you, man. And I, I see a lot of kids that they like you know they need that and. It, and it, it's just one of those things. Like it's, COVID made people lonely. It was lonely before then. Like the, the these things make people lonely. Yeah. You know, you're always you fucking scrolling. You're on, you're on Instagram and you're on you're on X Y and Z yeah. and it's those things like you just feel fucking lonely. You feel isolated, especially this like this yeah. cell phone and that you have in your hand and at all like times. Just social media in general, like they're chasing after that, not fame, but that clout or like almost like how many people like my shit. Right, Dude, how many regular, how many regular people whose jobs are not social media, whose whose lives really have no fucking like social media should have no real effect on their life. How many people are going on their phone, going like, oh shit, like maybe I should delete, I should delete this post. It didn't yeah. get enough likes. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's insane the way the way people's brains are wired. Yeah, man. I think it's like people are forgetting how to be humans and just like trying to be this brand all the time, which is. Cool, you're doing your thing. So it's it works out for someone though. Like I, I know someone that like started like food vlogging and now they're a famous food vlogger, right? And like they're doing good. No, great. but that, that's separate. That's like passion. I'm talking yeah. about fucking regular people going on their phone and like this is like for some reason Instagram is a big part of their life. Like I'm a fucking artist and Instagram is not even secondary to me. It is so far down the line on things I give a mm-hmm. shit about. 
right? Like even my Spotify monthly listeners, I do not give a shit about that. I don't care, right? It's one of those things. Like the people who are real, are, like you'll come to my show if you're real. Like I, I have like forty thousand monthly listeners, right? You want it organically. You don't want yeah. it. Because, like, if you don't have it organically, that's just going to go away soon, and then yeah. it's not real, right? And that's the thing. So much of music now is pay-to-play. It's payola, right? You got to pay the radio off. You got to pay the DJ off. You gotta, yeah. And that's where record labels come in, because record labels are that payola. Yeah. yeah. It's all payola. Yeah, man. And that organic, I guess the organic run is very rare. Like, once in a while, there's a, someone who comes, and they organically blow the fuck up. And then they, but, but even then, that's crazy. Like, Chance the Rapper, right? quote unquote organic that motherfucker's been signed to UMG from the start really? from the start his mixtapes bro his mixtapes the coloring book acid rain all those things UMG distributed those Russ whose whole brand is I'm an independent artist I'm independent I did this all my shit he has a distribution deal with Paramount damn like these guys are not independent Post Malone tell me on his debut album how the fuck he got Justin Bieber Explain it to me. <laughs> Explain it to me. It's hard to get that. That big feature. <laughs> Justin fucking Bieber. Yeah. And then in 2016, like, you just drop purpose. You don't just get that dude on your album as an independent artist. No, no matter who you are. That's just not how the industry works. That's not how the world works. Like, now it's it, record labels are signing people on closed book deals because they want, they want to market you as an independent artist. Oh, man. What the fuck? Hold on. What? So that's like a thing that's happening now. That it's happened with Chance, it happened with Post. Fuck, oh, that's mind-blowing. That's the thing. No, no one, like... But being independent is a such a journey. It's fucking tiring at times, though. Like, it's really tiring at times. But the thing is, like, you're, you're, you're only independent because, like, this is your life. You know what I mean? Like, being an independent artist, all this. But now, I don't think there's that much club to it either. Like, you know, people will, like, brag about, oh, I'm independent and I did this and I did that. But it's like, you're just living your fucking life, bro. Like if this is if this is you, like this yeah. is what you are. Being independent, being signed doesn't mean shit. Yeah, that's true. That that is insane. Yeah, I mean, I know back in the day when rap game was, it's like getting signed to a label was the biggest achievement. That was the biggest thing, right? Now getting signed to labels often viewed as a crux. Yeah, like you fucked yourself. Yeah, that is actually the thing. That's the mindset now. It's like. Oh, you signed to a label. You took the the easy way out, dude. When I I got the uh, I got my first deal from UMG, right? When I when I was sharing it with people, they're like, "Oh, are you really gonna sign this deal? Like, this is a slave contract. Like, how many times has that term been thrown around to me, right? When I when I just started getting deals for the first yeah. time, this is a slave contract. You're not gonna make any money on this. Like, this is like a 60, 40, 360 split. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things, like. Def Jam doesn't have the like Def Jam is my like dream label. And like when UMG gave me that offer, it was like, oh my god, Def Jam just gave me a fucking deal. Like that is insane. I can't believe it, right? Like I, I have a fucking contract to this day, like I look at it, right? I, I ultimately decided to not go down that route. Why not? Just creatively, like they wanted some crazy shit. Just creatively it didn't make sense for me. But that is the only label I signed to. Because of the history behind it, you know what I mean. And when you sign to label, like you, you start seeing artists are not grateful for what the label provides them. They feel like they're owed shit, right? But they, at the end of the day, like I view the label as a bank with connections. Like whereas you'd go to financial yeah. advisor to hit up your mortgage and you get a great fucking mortgage interest rate, all that stuff. A record label is a bank who'll give you a loan. But instead of specializing in mortgages, they specialize in advertisement. They specialize in promotion. They specialize in yeah. They specialize. They specialize in that community. They can't get you a mortgage. They could. I mean, like record labels always give people houses and cars and all that shit. 
But they specialize in getting your fucking name out there. You know what I mean? They'll give you a loan, but the same way the bank gives you a loan for a house, for example, yeah. but they'll give you a loan to spend it on their connections. And I think it's all about knowledge, right? Like, it's like what you don't know, you just kind of don't but know, I, right? It's like, as an independent artist, you don't know much, man, what's going to be going on, right? As a label, you know shit. Like, you know something that a lot of people don't know. But how many artists you're getting How many for? artists do you see, like, they'll sign to label a deal? And they've agreed to the terms. Whether, you know, you come from a financially educated background or not, not everyone is as lucky in the music mm-hmm. industry. The music industry, uh, ultimately, is a lot of people coming from nothing into something. That is the most popular music industry yeah. trope. Is I, I was nothing. I've come for something. I came out of Compton. I came out of Southgate. I came out of... Jane and Finch. I came out of O Block, yeah. and I, I like now I drive Urus around, and now I now I have a house in the There's hills. A story to it, right? right? Yeah. But that is the most popular is the rag to riches story. So a lot of these people will sign deals that are bad for them ultimately. But like, you see logic, you see all these people. But as soon as they start going against their label, their careers go into the shitter because their labels control a hundred percent of it. You have to play for that team. Once you sign a contract with label, it is not just the advance you get. It is not just the the money you get, the access to studios, the, to producers, you, have, yeah. you play for that team. And the reason labels are suffering, the reason artists are suffering is because they've forgotten that team. Yo, once you signed to Atlantic, back in the day, you were Atlantic. Yeah. Once Michael Jackson signed to uh, his label, he was that label. He represented that brand through and through. So, so question, so a lot of Michael Jackson and Prince, they talked a lot about Ooh, owning... Big names, big they, names. They talked a lot about owning your own masters. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Michael didn't own his own masters. Michael ended up buying the Beatles masters and he bought Eminem's masters and all those things. But he never got to own his own masters. Why is that that they talk about that then when they're signed to these... And they play for these teams, right? And Michael's like in the industry since he was a kid. Like, so don't act saying, like Michael so, was uneducated yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, like he knows his shit, man. Yeah. He's... It's like he's been around it so much that like he knows the ins and outs, right? Oh, yeah. So, like... The, people, how else do you buy the Beatles fucking catalog? <laughs> like, crazy. Um, so, I think that's... When they hear that... So a lot of artists that are growing up, when they hear that, they're like, okay, maybe I don't, I don't want to sign to a label. Maybe I want to be independent. But why... So, I know that's... It's romanticized to own your own masters now. Mm-hmm. What, well, what are your masters worth if, if no one's listening to them? Yeah, actually. Yeah, you know, actually. so you give your masters to a label because they'll make those valuable. And then once those things are valuable, you want to go back and like fight for them. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense mm. to me for you to sign a deal, for them to give you everything you wanted. It'd be fame, yeah. clout, a name, notoriety, all these things. And then you go back to the label and you're like, you know what? I want more. Yeah, actually, that's such a, that's a true... I mean, I've never thought about that because I mean... When you're like, when you, if you don't have that connection, maybe you won't make it out. Masters are worth nothing. When you start, your masters are worth nothing. Your label makes those masters worth something. And then you go to the dudes who made your catalog worth something. You know, as a matter of fact, I, I think I deserve my catalog too. And then you got to look at it from the, their perspective. It's like, what was your catalog before you yeah. were here? I guess the best case scenario is maybe you do a hybrid where you own some of masters yeah right? that's the thing that's that's you what like Russ did like, that's what Post Malone did right? right that's what Chance the Rapper did where it's like they own their own masters they got distribution deals with record labels yeah right well they'll distribute your records for you and they'll do all of that stuff for yeah. you and you give them like a fee kind mm-hmm. of thing right? yeah, yeah but you pay out of the ass for that and then artists don't want to do that because they see that they see that oh like you want you want to you want to take like $600,000 out of my pocket you can't have it all yeah I mean, if you're getting the exposure that they provide, 
and the volume they provide, you kind of have to pay for that, right? Almost. Ultimately, it's one of those things. It's was like, if you take an opportunity, especially like when you sign to a label, you gotta play for that team. Hmm. It is true, actually. I mean, it's 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 an interesting topic because I'm like, damn, like, cause I I was very like, to this. I mean, we talk about it now, and I'm like, before this, I was like, I'm so pro independent. Like, I'm like, okay, be independent. Like, don't sign to a label. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you're right. Like, it's like there's a lot of things that the label can do for you that can make and break you, right? Oh, yeah. And, like... Think, think about it. Like, when, when Logic... Like, I, I keep going back to him. When he started going against Def Jam, saying that Def Jam's not paying my people enough, X, Y, and Z, where's yeah. his career gone? He's retired, like, six times. Because every time he drops an album, it doesn't do what it used to do. And he's trying to retire so people can actually... Yeah, yeah. I just retired, like, 12 times by now. <laughs> every, every album is his retirement album. <laughs> Yeah, crazy. Oh man. Okay, question for you: Who are the top three artists right now, like playing the game right now, who are actively playing? Like Drake's at top of the hill. Okay. Whether I like whether I really love his music or not, like yeah. it's undeniable that man is at the top of the game. Um, who else? Like that's the thing. Like when you think about just like heavy, heavy hitters, it's like yeah. Drake comes to my mind number one in terms of like, like who has that name, who has like the the numbers to back yeah. him, who mm-hmm. has that stuff. Whereas like back in the day, like you you had Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey. Uh, like there were all, so many. All Even the hip hop alone, there was like J Cole, Kendrick, Big Sean. Big Sean. Like back yeah. in the day, like you know they were just killing it, man. Like all of them, Drake. Like, I don't know. I, I find myself less listening to, like, mainstream, mainstream music, and I'm, I'm just listening to sounds. Like, I'm interested in sounds. Who uses sounds the most? That's crazy. But, like, top three... You give me your top three. I, I couldn't answer that question. Yeah? Well, I think... I, I know who's the king of the hill. Yeah. I just... I guess maybe that's that's the strategy to like, be what's on the, the hill? top, right? Like you, you just you like, eliminate your competition, and you, but he, maybe he's did it all, right? Like yeah, it's he's, like he's the king of the hill, you know, but it's like who who is top three to you? I mean, Lil Baby, maybe in hip hop, I'm talking yeah. like Lil Baby is like even Drake shows him love, like he's the next up, he's the next, he's trying to pass that yeah. a little torch, but it's like not really like doing it a lot. It's just like mentioning yeah, it. I, I know BTS is like fucking just murdering the game in terms yeah. of numbers and all that type oh, of stuff. Oh, Bad Bunny is yeah, like... Bad Bunny's doing great. It's, I guess it's, Spanish music is itself Sp- is Spanish singing. music, yeah. The, the, like the Indian music, Punjabi music. Oh, Punjabi music um, numbers too, yeah. That's the thing. It's like now it's like everyone is so like... There's there, there's people in the King of the Hill. Like there's there's just that in every industry itself. But like if I give you a top three of artists, I don't know who deserves a top three. Yeah. I guess okay, let's do th- hip-hop only then. Hip-hop only. I think Drake, Lil Baby... Who would it be the third one? Kendrick? I don't... Kendrick, yeah. Like, right? I mean, like... Because he hasn't put out... Like, I mean... He does put out music, but it's like once fucking every five every years. Every five, ten years. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I don't it, know. It's, it's one of those questions. Like, who... Where is music? Is hip hop dying? Like that's my question. Is but it's dying? not. It's the most popular it's ever been. But it's 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 because everything's quick. Everything is those quick sounds. Everyone wants a thirty second snippet. Everyone's like a TikTok like, sound. Like think about this. In the last fi- five years, labels have signed the most amount of artists they've ever signed historically. Historically, it's it's been the easiest time to get a fucking record deal as an artist. If you haven't got a record deal in the past five years and you've been making music seriously for those five years, pack your fucking shit, go home. 
Like if, if a label has not shown interest in you, like dude, come on, they're signing anybody because all labels want now is to get that one TikTok song out of you, throw your ass on tour, sell merch from your ass, get get 75, 80% of profit from that you and they're done with you. Maybe six months a year of kind of like run where it's like... But yeah, labels are short term now. Yeah. Labels are short term. Labels used to be like, okay, we're going to get like Michael, right? He's like five years old yeah. and we're going to get him all the way until he's like dead. It's like a right? life thing. It's yeah. a life term. And now it's like... And they used to build artists. Give me one TikTok crazy sound. Mm-hmm. It blew up. Yeah, and we're going to send you on tour for six months. And then yeah. it's like, what happened to 24K Golden? Like, I don't, yeah. I haven't heard about that guy. Like, you think about any of the dudes have had, like, popping songs. Like, what what have been the top songs of this year? All TikTok sounds. Yeah, but like, it's like, like name I don't know the names because I, I just all song names that mm-hmm. I can, like, think of. Like, it's like, it's all TikTok sounds. It's like, I don't even know the song name. I just remember the fucking melody. Yeah. Because it gets played on TikTok so much. You get it, what I'm saying? Exactly. It's like, no, it's one of those things where it's like, these artists who've gone like platinum 24 times can't sell out shows. Like they can't sell out 200 people shows. Maybe maybe the, the solution is they all come together and do one show together. They'll but, do but, one song each. But, and but, but they're, like, they're so egotistical that never, because like, I'm not splitting my profit with you. Like we sold out 20 bro. grand. Everyone's going to be like, they came for me. They came for I mean, me. Like that, that's the solution, right? Because like, I mean, I'm thinking like 10 TikToks, like big songs. You make them perform everywhere. People will fucking stand there and listen to that. Cause yeah, because they're all coming like biggest, one song. Yeah, yeah, yeah like the ten, 10 biggest, biggest hits. And you'll make money together. That's the solution to this shit. But it's like the music's an ego game. Yeah, it is. Art's an ego game. That's kind of crazy, no one wants to man. share a stage. Like imagine you—you you uh, had like this hit song went platinum, right, or yeah. went gold, or whatever the case is. And then now they're asking you to share a fucking stage with somebody, and you're like, "Honestly, I do it, bro." You might do, but think think about most people in that position where it's like, "What are you talking about? Like, I have a hit song on my hands. I can't sell out two thousand people." I think. Mm, Okay, you know what? Top three changes. I think Tory Lane should be in that conversation for top three. I feel so, bro. I feel for that guy, bro. A great artist is gonna get locked up where it's like there's a lot to him. That was still out. Like, he could have done so much more for Dude, it's, it's a fucking shit. And you know what? Like, I truly believe... Like, this is getting into conspiracy <laughs> level type shit, but I truly believe he went independent. All of this shit happened to him as soon as he went independent. He dropped his hottest album of all time, went independent, oh, yeah. and was unrecognized success for an independent artist. You know what I mean? And then all of this shit happens. I think the same thing happened with Kendrick where he was signed to TDE. Right? And then TDE, like, you think they, TDE went to Kendrick, Kendrick's like, oh, I'm not signing with you after this album. They just shook hands, like, yeah, we're going to make this album great for you. Yeah. Fuck no. I guarantee you they went through every single thing they could because they knew Kendrick's going to sell anyways, but they went through everything, single step they could have taken to make sure that Kendrick's name was stained by the time that album came up. Who talks about Mr. Morales and the Big Steppers? How many times has that come up in conversation, oh. that album? People talk about Good Kid, Mad City. People talk about To Pimp a Butterfly. Mm-hmm. People talk about damning you know what i mean but who talked like last time you heard it was like oh let me let me throw on some fucking mr morales and the big steppers you don't hear that but that's because you think kendrick went to them and said oh i'm not going to resign with you and they were like oh yeah no no worries we're still going to make this album your best album for you yeah fuck dude that's crazy why would you invest in that i mean yeah you're or yeah it's kind of crazy wasn't taught like where Okay, weren't they boys when they signed each other or they started labeled together? They were, but at the end of the day, like Hendrick is responsible for like billions of dollars worth of 
mm. money coming in. Like, That's another thing. Their label's people... gonna go to shit now. I mean, like, who do they, they, they have? have? Isaiah Rashad, but Isaiah Rashad's so like schoolboy Q. Like, yeah, like, like those guys are so inconsistent. They're with drops. they're lit. There's underground artists. Dude, schoolboy right? Q's are hard. Isaiah Rashad's fucking. They're hard. Right? They're like those guys are consistent. They're yeah. they're not Kendrick. Yeah, they're underground artists. They're not Kendrick. Yeah. Now Kendrick signed to himself. Signed not to like, like fucking Drake Kendrick level. Like they, they're like yeah, that's like MVP shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. So it's like you, you really Fuck. think they behind the scenes is all cool behind those guys? Yeah, man. There's probably so much that goes on. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. Like I, I have someone. I, I was having a conversation where they're like, oh, at least Kendrick Lamar's super real. It's like these artists are responsible for billions of dollars. And Kendrick Lamar is one of those artists who's responsible for billions of dollars worth of fucking mm-hmm. money coming in and out of this record label. You know nothing about that guy. Nothing about that. Like he's never tweeted something that has been vetted by 30 people. He's never recorded a song that hasn't gone through rooms and rooms and rooms and rooms of people. This is not good for your brand. This can go here and this can go there. And like, I don't want you to say something like this. As much as Kendrick is a raw artist and like a lot of the shit he says comes from the heart, it's all manufactured. That's the thing. When you sign to label and you're making that much money, a part of it is you, but a large part of it is now the label. That is so true, cause like they probably won't say stuff that's gonna get canceled or whatever. You know, there's a lot, a lot of that going on too, mm-hmm. right? So it's like that's crazy to, and then people are like, oh, he's the realest ever, you know? Like, yeah, but it's you like, don't know him. Yeah, it's like, dude, this that's is true. this is a this is a man who's made, like it, it is parts and pieces by. Maybe you find the real him in his old mixtapes when he's like just an independent, like mm-hmm. a raw artist. And but even even Kendrick, like how. Like, how independent was he? Like, fucking Dr. Dre had his eye on him from the jump. That's true. Oh, damn, you're right. He was signed, like, very early, too, right? Yeah, early on in Like, his one career. or two mixtapes, and then... Early on in his career. That's the thing. Like, people... Like, there's there's some industry plants who are done very well. You know what I mean? Drake, example. Is right? the industry plant, you think? See, at a certain point, like, when, when you get signed to Young Money at such a, such a young age, whether you had some raw mixtapes, right... Now you're playing. Like, now people are telling you you got to do this and you got to do this and this is best for your career. Kendrick Lamar, Dr. Dre. You don't get in a room with Dr. Dre if he doesn't know that he's going to have control over you. Yeah. Because why would he put his name on something you can't control? That is very true. Um, when I think about industry plant, though, I think about, like, maybe the the short-term artists that, like, just come for one, two hits. And then they make like the Billie Eilish, money. industry plant... Chance the Rapper yeah. plant, Post Malone plant, like our largest stars are fucking plants. A lot of the little littles are plants, right? Yeah, like and that's the thing. Like, it's not it's not necessarily bad to be a plant because at the end of the day, what is it being plant means you're getting water and nutrients, you're getting sunshine, someone's taking care of you. So, like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to be an industry plant, right? The, the people who are the largest stars in the world, I think they've been planted in the best way, right? Like Kendrick Lamar, I think he, he, he was allowed to say what he wanted to say. Yeah. I think Drake was allowed to say what he wanted to say. I think, um, like, all, all of those guys, those two, like, really come to mind when I think of, like, they're uncolloquial industry plants. They're not industry plants in they're the same likeable. way. I've noticed they're all likable people. It's because they don't say anything. No. Last, when was the last time we heard or a Drake the... interview that wasn't completely scripted front to end? That's crazy. It's like... Like Kendrick. Drake doesn't go on Charlemagne's podcast, you know what I mean? He doesn't yeah, go on. He doesn't go on like sway he's in like the morning, raw, like where he's just being himself. Uh huh. 
so true. Like, you think Drake's ever done an interview in the past 15 years where, like, he hasn't been given every question? He probably doesn't even get questions. He probably gives the interviewer questions. This is what you ask. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is what I'm willing to talk about. Everything's super edited. That's the thing. Like, people live in this make-believe world where they think they know the artist. You don't know the person. And it's hard to know the person. As a human, you're so complex anyways. Exactly. So, exactly. Fuck, that's crazy. Uh, what else is on your mind, man? This is some interesting comment. Yo, this is the most freestyle podcast I've ever done. It's just so... It's actually been the most fun. Where it's like, I'm just talking about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. Oh, that's, that's what you love about podcasts, bro. You just um, want to come. Great. You want to like, you want just to drink. Talk. And you want to, yeah, you, you want to just talk, right? Uh, well, what's on your mind? What about you? What is... What is uh, what is finding love done for you? Bro, like, I think it just put me at peace where I think I relate, love the peace, and I relate that that it lets me out, it allows me to um, work on my, my, my craft and, like, not feel guilty that I'm not giving time to someone or anything like that. Like, finding that true person who, like, really holds it down for you, and that's what it means, right? Like, they understand you. I think the biggest thing of finding love is, like, understanding someone. Like you really understand that person, and you want you like them for who they are, and then like you kind of want them to do the the best they can be. So that's why this is the conversation where I'm when, where it's like like you change yourself as a man to tailor towards a woman, right? And you mm-hmm. give up on your ambition. That's not the woman for you then, right? It, you don't exactly. realize it now. Maybe like maybe maybe it is, but then you inside hate yourself for it a little bit. <laughs> Dude, yeah, no, right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like you're pissed off at when yourself. you're fifty and, and you're like. Like this is great. This is this love, and this 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 marriage has gone great for me. But what else have I done before I go? Have I really lived my life how I really, really how wanted to? How many people you think in their fi- like you and I have not reached that age yeah. yet, where we're fifty years old, sixty years old? But how many people you think reach that age where it's just like, and they're filled with regret? And what would that feel like? Like that's what motivates me to live true to myself because like, uh, I don't want. I do not want to get to I, that point and here, feel that regret. Same here, dude. Like, that's my... Whenever I go down where, like, okay, am I doing the right thing or not? I always think about that. I'm like, am I going to be in my deathbed thinking, like, yo, I did everything I wanted to fucking do. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like, that's good. Yeah, like, God, take me. Like, yeah, take me. I'm good, bro. Are you very I did my shit. Like, do you right? believe in an afterlife? I'm spiritual, dog. Like, I'm not... I don't... I'm not like... I don't believe in an afterlife, but I feel like I'm spiritual. Like, I feel like karma... Energy. You leave your energy behind. Mm-hmm. Like... I feel like I believe in energy like you are a product of your like your ancestors like you kind of are because your energy kind of still lives so maybe there's some part of you that is still like your grandpa or your or like your grandma or whatever right That's maybe beautiful. your parents yeah. so there's some pieces of it and you see it because you know sometimes I do something something I'm like my mom goes oh my god like I've seen my dad do that have you ever experimented with like psychedelics no yeah, no, because I feel like that's one of those things where it brings you to like that zen, that just like oh my god. Bro, I feel like I'm very zen already. Like I'm gonna be super zen. I'm gonna be like fucking calm as fuck and yeah. not talking all. <laughs> yeah, no podcast. You're just quiet. You're just yeah. quiet as fuck the whole time. Do you understand me? Like, yeah. like how am I supposed to read yeah, your I'm, mind, I'm, dog? Telekinetically, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And maybe you would like maybe we're all both on it. Like oh, I understand you. Like I get you. Like we're Dude, both on yeah, that, just right? Like, just uh, just the energy people give off. I feel like I'm uh, I'm very good at reading that. Like yeah. you, you can tell when people are being genuine, and when you yeah. can tell when people are I'm, being. I feel like I'm good at that too. Because yeah. like I think the the biggest thing, and I, I think as a as a human being, the first thing you should always do is self respect. Is everything. 
You could be a hot ass girl and you could be like a 10 out of 10. And if you don't know how to talk to a human being and you're not like, you don't even know what like a normal conversation is like, I'm not talking to you. I'm not giving you, I'm not giving you no attention, right? Mm-hmm. That was my number one rule ever. And that has worked for me like amazingly, right? As a man, I think a lot of men are forgetting that. And the chase after these women and then, and I think they put them at this pedestal like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What if I said this? She would think about the, think see, about like that. See, that that's, that yeah. kind of way of living is not for me, right? So that I already knew that. That's a lot of like, I feel like young men who are feeling lost in life, who are feeling like emotionally insecure, who are feeling very lonely, yeah. right? I feel like you get to that point where you're like, oh, I, I really need to like worship this girl. And you know, when you, when you love somebody, you end up worshiping them, yeah. worshiping them anyway. And rightfully so, way. but there should be a balance of things, and you should also do it at a point where you, you I, I feel like, you know, love makes you stupid, no matter what it is. No matter 100%. what age you're at, love makes Dude, you dumb. anger and love both make you fucking dumb as fuck. You yeah. do the most dumbest shit in love and anger. Yeah, no, so it's one of those things, like, I've always thought, like, I want to be in love when I can, like, when, I, when I'm okay with being an idiot. Like, when I, when I have everything sorted out, and it's like, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to be just like a dumbass. I'm allowed to be a dumbass. Yeah. I'm allowed to, what's it called, prioritize somebody else over yeah. myself. And a lot of people start prior, starting that prioritization very early, right? In your early 20s, mid-20s, yeah. right? And, and you see people like that where it's like, okay, you're prioritizing somebody else, but you've never really had an opportunity to prioritize yourself. Mm. You've not made a career for yourself. You've not achieved that level of freedom, yeah. right? And then to, to lie to yourself and to lie to your partner that, oh, I can... I can have. I can give you that prioritization. I can be that person for you. It's not sustainable, man. How many years can you really do it for, right? It's eventually it's gonna become toxic enough to like you hate each other. Yeah, but some it. people just live in that hate. That's like crazy. some people, that's all they know. Been. That's why you gotta like find the real one that understands you. I right? know in a way, and I think I found him at the right age because I was old enough to where I, I knew myself. I feel like you're reaching that age now where you you are capable of, of making, maintaining that of maintaining that type of relationship. Because I'm at peace, bro. Like I don't. I feel you know when I told you like that the, the the hype and the energy that I was in when I was single mm-hmm. after a breakup that's what I'm in but with with this girl yeah that's the because she motivates you bro in a great way like mm-hmm. she lets me be me like and gives you that space, space that's man, so like important. the biggest thing right as an artist so I mean that's what it is as a person not fucking artist this is a human thing yeah it's a human thing you need to and I give her that same thing I'm like you grow as a human being like I want and you to be I think everyone yeah. deep down is is an artist I think yeah. arts oh what, yeah I think 100%. art is the definition of humanity Right? Bro, you, you, you can make a hit. A random person can make a really a hit. It's a simulation, dog. Mm-hmm. Like one day you're feeling something, and that energy can convert into a banger. Whether like whether it's music, like even in the finance world, like in, in yeah. your corporate world, there's artists in that shit. Yeah, yeah. There, there's people who view like that corporate job as art, right? Like they're good at it, right? Yeah, who like live, breathe, like dude. Or even tech. A lot of tech yeah. people that code, that is an art because you're creating something from scratch. And it's something, an output comes out of it, right? That's the thing. Like, I feel like we're so quick to be like, you know, like a, an artist is someone who creates like art. Like, yeah, who, yeah. and what is art at that point? Like, I think mathematics is art. I think Anything English is art. Yeah. is art. I think, I think it's just a human experience. I like, think about this. This is the most like psychedelic experience on earth, right? We're, like commandeering like a flesh vessel. We're going yeah. around and like, there's a bunch of other humans, right? Like the, the mind is such a complex thing. Yeah. Right, and it's one of those things. We're we're so lucky to be here right now. You you don't no matter what you do in life, what your walk is in life, you don't want to waste this opportunity. Yeah. People what, don't people don't realize they can die tomorrow. It's fucked up, bro. Right? We could we could like in this moment right. drop dead. And like 
people don't, people take that for granted. Like the, the the blessing of like living, and I I think that's the kind of shit that I think about. I'm like, dude, like I want to do exactly what makes me happy, and I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna do it truly organically, mm-hmm. and I'm not chasing for like, oh, you're doing this great. Like I'm not chasing for that. I'm not chasing for success or result. I'm just gonna do it because it makes me. You, it makes me me. It makes me. But happy. I think when you do it like that, that's when you win, man. I feel like when that's when you really win because the results will eventually come. Because I find you can be really successful at anything if you put your mind to it. It's very. It's it. It. Everybody says that, but I, but I, but I feel like if you really think about it, you're really committing to a problem for a very long time compared to another person. So for example, if you're making music, right? Why you're great at music is because you've spent fucking hours and hours for years on it to become that great if i spend the same amount of hours now i'll probably get to that point eventually Mm -hmm. right you can or anything you can become a painter right now if you spend like maybe five years of your time really studying the craft exactly it's it's all math it's all it's all whatever you want to be whatever brings you happiness but you just gotta spend time and you do it like there needs to be the 10,000 hour thing, that's, that's very true, man. It's you can true. become a master and I think, if you spend time on that and just stick to that problem. It's a problem you're solving, yeah. you're sticking to it for a long time. And I think that's the message. Like, uh, when you find something that you're yeah. very passionate about, you owe it to yourself to yeah. go kill it, to go make your life about that passion. Yeah. And you find it at whatever age, whether it be at your age, whether it be at my age, whether it be even later in life, man. right? You know, KFC was made at six. Like, uh, the person who made KFC was sixty year old. Yeah, and he that's had nothing going on for him except sixty, bro. Yeah, that's fucking. Have you thought about running? You made the biggest food, like one of the biggest fast food chains, at sixty. At all, yeah, Walmart <laughs> as well. Like, yeah, that was. Isn't old. that crazy? Like, I mean, ages. And there's no time limit. That's the thing. There's no time limit. It's all in our brains, man. This is how we think. Like, we're always as a kid, you were like, at twenty five, I'll be this, this, this. You stop living. I think what what I, what really helped me kind of like calm down was like when I was like I need to stop living with the expectation that I made for myself as a kid. Yeah, because those those expectations were also given to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There, there's people like, dude, what do I know at 21? I truly feel like I'm brand new on this earth. Like I, it's the first time where I'm I'm realizing it's like okay, everything I was taught was kind of getting me prepared to experience life for the first yeah. time. Yeah. was at this time right and now it's like I'm going through life again like a kid because I'm just I'm open to every experience I'm open to just as much as like I make music and I'm, I'm good at making music and I, I love doing it I still think I know nothing about it that's the beauty of it like you feel like you're good at something but then you also suck at it at the same time yes like I know my what, passion what else can you really think about like isn't that fucking weird though like think about it yeah. You you feel like you're good at it you're a professional at it but then at the same time, feel like you're shit at it sometimes. Yeah, it's like you, you like people, people like now, especially in this day and age of social media, right? Like everyone, like quote unquote, has their shit together, yeah. like on a on a screen, you know. But it's like nobody, nobody knows no. what they're doing. Oh hell no! And that's why I feel like when you realize that nobody has their, everybody is just figuring it out. That's when you start just doing it, dude. People like in their I still look at like now. I look at my mom and dad as humans, like less less as my mother and father. I look at them as people yeah. right like people who've made their own mistakes in life people yeah. have gone through their own journeys in life and you yeah. and you realize that you know what like these people who like had their shit together never once made me feel like they didn't have their things together I'm like they still to this day are figuring it out 
dude, every chapter of your life, you figuring it out. Because, like, it switches up on you. The rule. You might oh. as well die, honestly. <laughs> if, you, if you have all your shit figured out, it's fine. It's boring. Yeah, yeah go to the boring. next. Yeah. Like, like, figure it out. Do the after life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, honestly. Um, isn't that crazy to think about? I mean, that, that shit fell down. <laughs> this, guy, this, this guy just fell down, bro. Yeah. Oh, man, I didn't even notice that. Um, but, yeah, dude, that's fucking nuts. I'm tripping on that for a bit. Ah, <laughs> uh, what else is on your mind? Fuck. Ah, uh, fuck. I mean, we almost talked about everything. Like, I can't even... That's, that's what's going on in my life. Yeah, and it's... Oh, by the way, I wanted to say this to you um, when you were talking about the space you're in um, as an artist, mm-hmm. uh, that it is open to you right now. You're, you're like fucking scratch everything, starting something new. As an artist, I think it's a beautiful place to be. Is and I tell you honestly, you know why? Because this means there's opportunity for something new to come, mm-hmm. which I feel like you're ready for. I think you're like, you're going to feel really happy and you're going to be excited about it, but with a new mindset or like grind. Because you know how you talked about maybe I got everything in my lap and now in your head, like, is it, is it, is it, did I work hard for it or was it just like, I got it because I got it, right? I'm yeah, I did. I didn't now, work. Now, did. now it's like, you will probably, when you get it again, when you find that, like, the new sound or what do you really want to do, mentally you're going to be going into like, yo, I want to grind. I don't give a fuck if I, I'm good at it or not. I, I'm in this place where it's like, I did it. How many, how many times can I make the same record again? You know? And like, what what type of person would I be if I'm talking about Drake making the same sound for 15 years? I'm talking right. about X, Y, and Z making the same sound for 15 years. Yeah. I'm talking about how boring music's gotten. And if I'm not at least trying, whether I fail or succeed is a yeah. separate story. But if I'm not at least trying to uh, to reach that, if I'm not trying to at least figure out a new way to make music sound, and there's, there's nothing new, everything's been done before. Yeah. But if I'm not trying to innovate on that sound, if you're not excited, what's the point? Artist, dog. That, like, that's you, the thing, and I've been excited. excited, overwhelmed with your fucking ideas. Like, yeah, that's like, when you're like you're lit. And it's like it's fun to get like drunk with my friends and with my engineer and yeah. just like fucking drop some bars on something yeah. and then do a little bit of singing and all that. But it's it's not new, all right. Like I've I've all all of my shit sounds like things that have come out before. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And like I've been lucky enough with people like my take on it like it's good music but it's like it's not serving you as as an artist inside exactly and i'm trying to i'm trying to look for something holistic i'm trying to get fed i'm trying to feed my soul yeah so it's just working on that that's interesting man that's crazy because i'm on a journey where it's like and i'm sharing this with you because i i've never i've never talked about this openly like in in public it's more like a i I would talk about it with my girl or my friends like right but um i'm on this journey where i see um an opportunity where I think I found what I really wanted to do all my life, which is make Punjabi music. But, 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 it just comes easy to me. I feel like, because I made so much music before and I've recorded and stuff that, I've never felt like this is something that I felt it was easy, where it's like, it's coming out of me. It's like an experience where you feel like, am I really doing this? Or just is happening? Like, it's like, it's magic, dog. Like, it's like, I feel like it's magic happening, right? Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, this is good. And I've never felt that as an artist before. I would always be like so critical of my work all the time. But I'm like, I'm good, but can I be excellent, right? Mm-hmm. This is the first time where I'm enjoying my process. I'm still being critical where like, okay, 
I'm like being so scientific with it. Like I'm, it's like, okay, phase one, record, write as much as you can, demos, mm-hmm. and then record, and then take it to the studio after you record demos. Mm-hmm. Like I'm being so strategic with it, right? Yeah. This is the first time I'm, because I'm, my, my mindset is like, I want to do something like that's never been done in the industry before. And this is an interesting observation I've noticed in the Punjabi industry itself. It's, it's where hip hop was before Kanye came in. Mm-hmm. It was all gangster rap. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know when Kanye before, like uh, the, the Jesus walk, like yeah. he's trying to. Eight oh eight and Harper. Yeah, yeah. Like he's trying to tell these people, this is hard shit, listen to it. Yeah. They're like, nah, nah, where's that gangster shit, right? That's where Punjabi industry is right now. They're in the gangster phase, uh, gangster hip hop phase where it's like, I'm this, I'm that, I'm a fuck your bitch, I'm gonna shoot yeah. you, this and that, right? I'm gonna drive my tractor. Around, yeah, yeah, like, right. So I feel like. There's that space where it could be kind of pivoted in a way that's like, you can be vulnerable as a fucking Punjabi man. Like you can, like you can, you can make music that in Punjabi that is not just about hyping it up or drinking or shooting or fighting or like love songs or heartbreaks. It could be other things too. Um, and being vulnerable on it and kind of creating abstract things, abstract and also more art, artsy. Like it's like, I find like right now there's a template to Punjabi music. People just follow that template. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I hate that. And the sounds that are used are the same sounds that are always used, right? I want to change that. That's my like. That's my end goal. I don't give a fuck if it succeeds or not. My goal is literally to change the sound of the industry in a way that's like, okay, like how Kanye came in hip-hop and changed everything and Drake was born and Lil Wayne was born, yeah. right? Everybody was born because yeah. of that. Because if they didn't do that, if Kanye didn't do that... Drake was not like was not able to like be lib because like Drake cannot fucking gangster rap, bro. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like any tries. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's like I think that's what I want to do for this. Like I want to make it easy. I'm not. I'm not a gangster. Like I'm not gonna rap about being a gangster because I'm not that. Yeah. Right. So I'm gonna make music that's like true to myself, but also I think Punjabi industry needs that because there's a stereotype that's been built, and it's like I want to break that. It's like we're not just this. Yeah. I want to be more than that. I feel that. We're more we're, we're more than that, right? It's like, that's what I want to do with that music. So it's like, that's the mission that I'm on. And it's it's actually like, it's insane that I see it so clearly now. Because at first, I feel like I was blinded. Like, I, I didn't see clearly. Mm-hmm. I always knew what I wanted to do. Like, music was a big part of it. But I always, like, pushed it away. Yeah. But this is the first time I'm like, I'm seeing it clearly. Yeah, yeah. I want to do this. That's wonderful. You just right? owe it to yourself to go. It's crazy. And I can't, like, eventually when I record everything, I want to play some music for you. And you'll see, like, when you you heard my old shit and then you'll hear this, you're like, Like, okay, I see what you do. Like, I see what you mean. Like, I I, I know you're going to be like, yo, this is, I knew, like, you're going to be like, oh shit, I see what you meant by that. Like, this is what you're supposed to do. I get it. Right? Which is sick, right? Like, man, I'm excited, man. Like, this is the fastest I've ever written songs. Ever, bro. Like, and it's it's insane. Sometimes I'll be making them like, did I just finish this shit in like yeah, five minutes? Is that a this rap? Is, did I just do it? And like, and then I show it to like people that like this is the hardest shit you've ever done. Mm-hmm. And then and like I'm so melody focused now. Like I don't even give a shit about like other shit. I'm like, okay, melody first, this and that. And I'm actually like studying it. You know, it's like, okay, is this in this rog? Is it like, in this like notation? Mm-hmm. Like everything. I'm like literally writing lyrics and the notations beside it. Yeah, it's like yeah. I'm like actually so like in- invested in it that I'm like, wow, like I never saw myself do that a year ago. Exactly. Isn't that crazy? Like how life changes on you like out of nowhere and like wait like 
you can be in a whole different chapter out of nowhere. So like you just let, gotta let it happen. Exactly. Right? That's what I'm thinking exactly. about. <laughs> no, you Damn. gotta. You just gotta let it. You gotta just let it come out of you. So that's what I'm saying. Like when you're in that phase right now, just let it happen to you, man. Like I, I, I feel like something big is gonna happen. I, I feel it, man. Hopefully, like something it's, big's it's about reaching that next step. Like I feel like I, like I can, I can sell out a show of like 200 people, and I can do that. It's about reaching the next step. I want to connect to even larger audience, and that only happens when you're true to yourself, right? When people can listen to you and, and they feel like you're being honest. Mm. So for me, it's it's reaching that level of honesty with, with myself and my my craft. Mm-hmm. What and what do you do? You think um, maybe do you want to go back and like kind of just pick up an instrument just to like learn something new? And I am like, like I I play a lot of instruments. I can play the piano. I can play the guitar. Um, my percussion's horrible, so I never really touch drums. I'm a yeah. very bad percussionist. But for me, it's just it's just sharing stories that are real like sharing stories that are real to me that have happened to me and like ideally when you do that people can relate to it Damn. what else is there to it it's simple True. that's the thing creating art is simple whatever whatever you do whether it's coding whether it's painting whether it's making music right it's it's deeper than me and it's understanding that to make art you, you've got to just make something that comes from you it has to ooze out of you out of every single pore. That's so fucking amazing to hear that from you because like, I feel like I, I feel that all the time and then I question myself I'm like, yo, am I the only person who feels this way? Definitely. But then the more people that I talk to, the more artists that I talk Everyone to, Everyone feels that way. And they're like, yo, like, you're just an object that it comes out of. The minute you realize that, your vessel. Yeah, you're just a way of like, it comes out but it, if it happens through, if the, the minute you realize that, that's when you start, like things start clicking for you. Because I feel like as an artist, like you said, there's a lot of ego there, right? Like, I think that comes from it because you think, this is what I made. Right? Yeah, and you're putting yourself the, in a position to be judged. Right, and like, you suck so much and then you finally see success, it gets you. And I get that, right? It's like, you know, it's almost like new money. When you broke as fuck and you get finally new money, you don't know how to fucking spend it. No, right? what about the change? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go off, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. It's like, you, as an artist, you fucking hear no so many times. You, you're down bad so many times and then you're just finally getting success and you're like, I'm the fucking shit. Yeah, you go up. extreme, right? Like, yeah. But I think what you need to realize as an, uh, any artist is like that it's just coming out of you, right? You're just a vessel. Yeah. And the minute you realize that, I think that's like maturing as an artist and then that's... Yeah, to, to have that's a journey though. That's humility, a humility is key. It's like I feel like gone are the days of uh, being like a diva and... You know, kind of like trying to command respect yeah. in that sort of way and throwing tantrums on set. People don't want to work with you, oh. right? You you have to be humble as an artist first and foremost. And you know, when and I, I say that, and I know I'm guilty of not having humility at all. Like when I was doing shows, when I'm on tour, I'm a completely yeah. different person, right? I, I am just oozing this like level of confidence that is not normal. Like that is not yeah. me. When I'm making the music, that is not me. When I'm out there performing it, and when you're doing it, you get caught up in that lifestyle of, you yeah. know, I want to buy that Cuban chain. I think, like, the worst thing I've ever done <laughs> is buy a fully iced-out Cuban chain. You know what I mean? It's like you spend 20 grand on a fucking chain, and then it's yeah. like, what do you do with this? It's just there. Yeah. Maybe you wear it five times, and you're bored of it after. Yeah, it gets dirty, and, like, and like oh, diamonds cool. don't shine the same way. You know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, man. you have to be a little more intrinsic when it comes to these things. Um, okay. Um, fuck, I had a thought that I 
I was gonna say to you, yeah, you know, we talked about earlier that Toronto doesn't have a scene where people can showcase their talent. Very collaborative scene, yeah. An idea came to my mind. Uh, maybe you're open to it. Maybe we can start something where we get people in a room, um, and everybody before their release gets to like um, showcase a single or, or two, perform in front of like people that can that love art. Um, and love music and or maybe artists themselves and they come and they, they, they listen to it um, and they they give you like they kind of like oh it's almost like a networking but it's also like you're giving someone a showcase like a time to showcase but it's their time like a one minute even if it's one minute of like performance it's their one minute mm-hmm. and everybody like kind of just like it's a community thing um, I started this thing as a segment in my on my po- podcast where I let uh, artists showcase their talent it's called Pass the Mic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it could be something bigger than that, where it's like we, we, we can really like highlight some artists and let, let them like kind of like have that through the podcast, where it's like a, a different segment, where it's just like a vlog of an artist that is like releasing something new and like we kind of want everybody to listen to it. And I'll, I'm down to kind of just like for my listeners, um, not many, but I have like 190 followers on, on, on my Instagram that really like organically that I grew are really into what, I, what we do and I'm really grateful for every single one of them. Listen, like 190 people on Instagram might seem like like a lot, but if you if you got 190 people in this true room, people. you'd be overwhelmed. Exactly. So what I mean is like just having the true organic fans or people that really care about art and creative energy come around and just kind of like start like a new thing maybe where you kind of are around that energy. Would you be down for that? Of Pass course, the mic, man. Course, like that'd be yes. sick. That sounds like a. Oh, sounds like we a should do that. Okay, so next time you you release something or maybe um, when I do something, I'll do that and maybe I'll like because uh, I I tr- I tried that with some artists where I had Spitty. I don't know if you know Spitty. He's a rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he he came on as a as an artist on a podcast where he he did a freestyle for us and I kind of wanted people to see the talent that he had. Right, mm-hmm. like you give him a word, he freestyles, which is cool as fuck. Like not a lot of people can do that. Like a lot of artists, um, freestyling is a whole different art of itself. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's like. So like stuff like that, I wanted people to see that like there's so much art in Toronto. And if you think about it, Justin Bieber, Weekend, and Drake, that's probably like top five artists in the world right now. Yeah. And they're all coming from fucking Canada. And yeah. it's like Canada. I mean, you look at like the output of like stars we have in Canada. I don't know what it's about the water or like what's going on here. I don't like know. you look at it in martial arts, you have the greatest of all time, GSP from Montreal, right? actors you got jim carrey right mm-hmm. we we have the best of the best coming out of here like people who got into the industry and conquer the world drake justin bieber the russell weekend, peters russell peters that's the thing like we have people yeah. who who come from our land and like for some reason it's just i don't know what it is but we we conquer once you were given that opportunity we conquer yeah man and i feel like obviously like it's a numbers game but i feel like now that everything's digital it doesn't matter numbers don't matter unless you're yeah. doing millions and millions of streams numbers don't matter yeah but yeah that's uh on, on that note i think that's a cool idea we should definitely work on that 100%, together eventually 100%. have you ever thought about acting or something like that or getting into that kind of scene or not, not writing really. even writing for like a show or movies or anything like that ne- never much i've like i've written for a lot of other artists and a lot of fun doing that like music only or? Yeah, yeah music only music only i, I don't know i've been very focused on I know I was put on this earth to do music. I know I was made to uh, make music. I enjoyed so much. That's the thing. I, once I realized 
I love music. I love listening to it. I love consuming it. I love yeah. everything about it. I love the stories that come out of it. Yeah. I love the people. I love the culture. And I, I, I've just been focused on that. That's all I love doing is music. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, if you ever get bored and you're in this phase where you want to try new things, just try writing something new. Maybe try a short film or something like that. Just try something. I've always said like filmmaking is like my passion. Like music is like yeah. what I'm good at. But like I love filmmaking. I, I, love I find art. it very intriguing, dude. I, I want to. I'm trying to start this new project mm-hmm. with a friend where it's a rom com, mm-hmm. um, and it's more of um, animation. Like it's like a, a cartoonish, like a character that I created. His name is Gugu, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, he's living in downtown. So it's a Toronto-based fucking cartoon, and he's living downtown with his boy. It's like a story of like a young dude who just graduated and just living in mm-hmm. in like um in downtown and anything that like goes with that and they yeah. prank people around them. That's the thing, like growing up I've been I've been so lucky to be surrounded by like fantastic people. I mentioned so many people in this thing, but like filmmaking wise, like shout out Taylor Winter King, like that dude uh is doing it correct. Like he he is one of those dudes who as well showed me that like once you have passion and, and you love what you do you owe it to yourself to start it and he is, he is in terms of filmmaking I, I've never got the chance to work with him but in terms of just his visual interpretation the way he uses cameras the way he uses lighting you can tell it's passion right mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where you have a passion for it do it it doesn't matter damn yeah man I think I kind of what I'm leading to that too like I'm, I feel like I want to do everything in life. I'm a weird person dude I feel like I'm so weird like I get bored of shit so quickly that I'm like, okay, I want to do a podcast. I'll do a podcast. I'll do music. Music's obviously been the consistent thing where I just do it for myself. But then I'm like, now I'm like, I kind of want to write like stories because I'm really good at like I'm a very imaginative person where I just think about shit and I write it down. Um, I at one point wanted to do stand up comedy, which is fucking dumb. Like I was like writing jokes, uh, in COVID. Like I was trying everything. I think you need to try everything in life before you go because. You never know what you're really made for, man. Exactly. Unless you try it, right? Exactly. Is there anything else you ever tried other than music before? Um, want to give it a chance? Do you want to give anything? A chance? I feel like you'd be a sick, you'd be a sick director. You, I think you, you have a very imaginative mind. Like you think, because you experiment with music too. I feel like you should try at least writing something. I do that with my own videos. You know, that that's part of the reason why. Like I, I was very upset when that. Guy didn't yeah. send me yeah. the the video because it's one of those things. Like I, I try with myself. Like that's the thing. Music is one part of it, but then there's a visual aid to music that I really respect. Yeah. So like I would, like filmmaking truly is one of my passions. The way I, I, I get that like that like oh like oh, I made some like film yeah. is through my videos. So I put a lot of effort into those. So it's in terms of like, but it's everything to complement the music. Music is like completely my passion, it's completely my goal, and I'm completely focused on being an artist. And through that, like, like, yeah, I get the opportunity to direct my own videos, I get the opportunity to storyboard my own shit, and I get the opportunity to work with fantastic creatives, and I get the opportunity to like put some money in their pockets. You know, that's that's my thing. It's like I I I never want work for free, right? Like, I, I, I never perform for free. Right? I never want to ask someone to do something. And I think a lot of people are like that where they're like, oh, I want a video uh, done for me for free. And I want or uh, like Beats. I think that's yeah, the biggest thing. Yeah. Oh, Beats. Oh, producers producers, get, like, oh, I feel so bad fuck. for them, dude. They give out so many free Beats just to make connections and stuff. And I think it's horrible. 
They should never. Even if you get 50 bucks. Those guys are the crux of the songs. It's fucked up. Some songs have only made it big because of the production. Isn't that that the... I think producers deserve more money and love. And recognition. And recognition. And like... I just recently bought a, a gramophone. It's a 120-year-old Columbia gramophone, right? Okay. It's a, like Columbia Records used to be a record. Like, it's a record company. It's called Columbia Records. So I, I just bought a 120-year-old gramophone. I, I saw it at a estate sale. And I was like, I need to go take it home. I was like, whatever the price is, take it home. And you see it there. It says, very small writing, who the singer is. And then it says, orchestrated by, produced by. And it's on the record. It's right there. You know what I mean? That love for producers is gone. That we, respect we, for producers is gone. I feel like I find that in hip hop, it's gone a lot. Oh yeah, because it's it's all the artist name. It's all the artist name. A lot of the songs are just beats that made made the artist. Yeah, because right? you can say whatever you want on top of those beats, but yeah. some beats are just mesmerizing. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely I, on that note, I think the producers definitely need more recognition. Than Produ- pay your producers. Yeah, man, pay your producers. Pay your producers, because like if you're not paying your producers, I think you're doing wrong. Because you have no song without them. Yeah, and you're not being true true to yourself, man. Like I think if you're doing your producers wrong, you're not being true to yourself as an artist. Hundred percent. Well, on that note, I think uh, we should conclude. Or do you want to talk, keep talking? I mean, no, if you keep talking, I'm I'm good to conclude. I don't know what okay. else I could talk about. I know we're kind of like just talking about everything. Everything, yeah, relationships, um, music, life. Hey, I really think we should travel together because I feel like we'll be fucking just in this. This, this mode where we're just like having deep talks and maybe something cool can come out of it I think oh yeah 100% um, anytime you're ready to are you are you are you down to travel soon I know you went to India recently yeah, how was yeah, that yeah. It, it, it was good I, I got to experience a lot I, I actually uh, met with my honest thought when I was down there nice and yeah nice. I was doing the harmonium and stuff I think uh, I think the Asian culture music is just one of those things where it's it's so deeply embedded into life and like you know a lot of people don't recognize that that music that art yeah. is like that's that's all that culture is did about you, did you get to like uh, I guess practice a lot down there with him or a lot that's my main I find reason for going ever since there. I've switched to like the Indian like the Asian like a way of on harmonium and stuff instead of piano there's like this new sound that I see like that's not even on the piano like it's, it's so different it's a different instrument it's so different man it's it's different the, the sare gama like whatever that, that mm-hmm. whole thing is so different it's a whole different way of singing mm-hmm. and once you learn I think once you train yourself to like learn all that yeah. you can do both in a yeah, way yeah so like I initially learned like a western uh, western style of traditional course, singing yeah. which was uh done by Ian Garrett and Ian Garrett's a heavy hitter you know he taught Shania Twain he taught Tina Turner all yeah. those people and I I was lucky where like growing up that's how I learned how to sing it's very diaphragm focused yeah. right like you're, you're singing from your stomach yeah. and then when you go into that Asian style of singing it's it's very throat focused oh, and then you're, chest it's yeah, all chest. fucking you're using chest. different cavities yeah right so that's it's uh, and using your mouth using the cavities in, in your mouth and using cavities in your head it's yeah. one of those things where it's a completely different world of singing and you merge those two together it's it's beautiful I mean, and you see like that's the Beatles did it Adam Levine did it as well as one of those things where it's like all, all the greatest of the greats uh, Freddie Mercury did it they learned the both styles yeah is that what you're yeah, saying? yeah. Oh, you, wow. you, you pay homage. I didn't know that yeah I mean like you listen to the Beatles like the sitars and like every single one of their songs right that is true. they travel to India all the time right and then you listen to Freddie Mercury right Freddie Mercury was a classically trained like Indian singer no way yeah that's a, he, he sang that's incredible yeah, and uh, 
The same thing with a lot of Adam Levine spent like many, many years in India learning how to sing the Sare Gama Pa. He's, he's he's a traditionally what? Yeah, Adam Adam Levine from Maroon Five. He's he his whole singing style is based in traditional. I didn't fucking know that, dude. Yeah, even the Jonas Brothers. Like you listen to their old shit. You listen to the new shit, especially Nick Jonas ever since he married <laughs> Priyanka Chopra. Yeah. Right. You listen like they're singing in a completely different way. Their voices have improved. It's. It's wonderful. There, there, there is no culture that is embed that is not embedded in music. That is not embedded in art. Anything that has been remembered is because of their art. Damn. And and that's why I think I'm so gravitated to art because you know you want to be remembered when you're gone. And what's the best way to do that? Is what's the best way to leave an impact? Is by leaving people with art. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You live forever through that, right? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. To that. Cheers and thanks for being here and this is a great episode. Thank you. Peace and love. Peace and love for sure.